no longer. Greatness has arrived. Welcome to episode 358 of the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast made by the players for the players. I'm your host, Joseph, a.k.a. Mr. Badbit, and it is here where me and my best friend Kyle talk about the latest, the greatest in all things PlayStation. And speaking of greatest, it's the Platties time. That's right. The Platties 2023, our game of the year award show where we break down over 60 plus games, over 29 plus categories, and we figure out what is the definitive game of the year for the Trophy Room podcast. And alongside me, the greatest co-host, whoever is, whoever will be, Mr. Kyle Stevenson. How are you, sir? I'm getting some deja vu here. I feel great. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to celebrate 2023 in games. Yeah. A lot of great games to choose from. I think we have a great list of nominees. Yes. And uh, video games are awesome and I'm excited to just celebrate. Yep. And I'm excited to celebrate with everybody. First off, we're live in chat. So thank you, everybody, for coming on out, tuning in, and celebrating video games with us. And I'm just excited to just talk about and have a, just a show where we're just talking about and gushing it over video games you know yeah so it feels nice so no news you know this week it's all about the awards and we're dressed to the nines kyle is literally listeners take my word for it he's wearing a tuxedo he's dressed like uh tom from tom and jerry little tuxedo he looks adorable even the whiskers it's out there and I'll do i know it. which one's the difference between tom and jerry the mouse the mouse is tom right is it i think jerry's the mouse Tom the cat, like Tom cat. This is how I found out. I think I was dyslexic at a young age. <laughs> it always escapes me, you know. I could, I could be wrong. I'm making that up right now on the know. spot. Someone in the chat, let us know who's the mouse. You know what? First platy of the year. Who's the mouse? <laughs> yeah, who's the mouse? <laughs> Be the first platy we're giving out. Uh, I'm dressed up, and I'm I'm dressed to the tees. I'm rocking the fill. That means I'm wearing a nice blazer. I'm wearing a nice, mm-hmm. you know, tea of a video game. It's yep. the it's, it's not a, it's not a tea hinting at anything. No, it's not an unveiling or it's not Last thing. of Us factions. It's just a Last got of it, Us shirt, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, thank you, Stingray in chat. Yes, the first plot of the year. Tom is the cat. Tom, so, so I was congrats, right. Congrats, Tom. Congrats. That's right. That's right. right? Was I? I don't even know <laughs> no, you were. God damn it. <laughs> that said, no starter question. I, I, I pretty much want to just get right into it, but I first and foremost want to shout out our patrons over at patreon.com that made this show possible. I want to thank our newest members, uh, Randy Hale at the Platinum Tiers. I want to thank AJ the Turtle, UAGB at the Bronze Tier, Delicious Morsels at the Bronze Tier. I want to thank our premium producers, Todd Burowitz and Toxic. I want to thank our Platinum members, Jay Shea, Jedi Master Ren, Cowboy J- Danger D, Jonas Young, The Green Gorilla Gamer, Chaotic Monkey, Millennial Falcon Gaming, Ryuko Kill 90, Steven Flesh, Strubles and Bits, Bertos Maximo. Chris Hybrid 748, Matt Valdez, Chris the Wizard Solo, Liam Russ, So Can It, Desamine, Jadas Von Metal, Mitchell Gramlin, Liam Rust, and Jonas Young. I want to thank our gold members, Cypher Primus, Doth Simon the Pie Man, Jesse Garcia, JB the Purple Monkey, Hide Indoors, Katie, Kevin Mitchell, Kevin Diaz, Marcus O'Neill, The Red Arrow, Aegis Hermit, Androsasaur, Astronaut Jr., 
Winter Gamer, Robbie Bobby Miller himself, Brenton Zachary, Brunty Blob, Bubble Boy N7, Captain Logan, Final Fan XZ, Hambone, JD Dillinger, M9 Prime, Stone Cold, E.T., Tino Six Speed, N. Johnson, Sean McKenzie, Rick Arrington, Spam and Bamman, Matthew King, Da Overlord, Dewane Raksha, Drellish, Rick Davis, Black Mavericks, and the Lord Commander. Sonny, it's like we say each and every week. Uh, it's the reason your generosity is the reason we keep the lights on. It's the reason why we look so good. We sound so great. It's the reason why there's no Manscaped bads. It's your generosity that keeps the lights on, keeps this show going. And uh, honestly, as we're celebrating 2023, if we got you through this year, it really does mean a lot. Even if it's just a one-time thing of a buck, it greatly helps. So thank you all so very much. That said, Kyle, it is time to square up this award show so let's do it we're gonna we're we're gonna do it in a special way kyle has no idea nope about any of the winners i don't know what i'm even doing here same <laughs> no I'm kidding um you're you're to keep, keep the show together you know this show doesn't go yeah, great yeah. um i don't know any of the winners or the losers of the show at, at all yeah, I have the the award show like winners right here. I think it's a, I think it's a puppy. She's squeaking. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. uh, I have the <laughs> list of nominees and the list of winners here. So I'm finding out as we're reading them here live on the show. So with that said, Kyle, are you ready for the first uh, category, sir? I definitely am, and we're going from bottom to top, right? From That's the... right. We're not okay. starting with game of the year. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. We got. We got We're not amateurs. Contained. We know. That's right. We so, know the tension. Uh, if you haven't noticed, for the past month, I've been asking y'all, please, please, please go over and vote on this award show. Link in the comments and all that jazz. Y'all did the thing. Thank you all for uh, taking the time out of your day, voting on all these categories. It's time to get into category number one. Now, everybody, you are the deciding factor. If Kyle and I cannot agree on a category you are going to be the one that picks the winner of each category. You are the mm. tie-breaking vote. So with that said, it's time to get into the first category. That is Best Audio Design. And as the quote here, building the tension outside of score. Games that convey emotion through audio elements. Ooh-wee, look at me, Joe. <laughs> did and I write the, that? I have no idea. You did. Huh? <laughs> and the nominees are... Alan Wake, Remedy Entertainment, Liza P, Neoiz Games, and Round 8 Studio, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Capcom, and Dead Space Remake from Motive Studio. I also cannot promise I can find this voice later, so enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> so, Kyle, in these yeah. list of nominees, uh -huh. what is your, what is the winner here? What is your game that has the best audio? Uh, this one is a no-brainer. Oh yeah, uh, in my eyes, um, all great at what they do. All games where, and people who listen to the turf room know, I don't game with a headset. Yeah. I'm weird. I get it. Um, but each of these four, I have taken note at just how great this game sounds, mm. and it's not just the music or the score. It's like doing movements in game, the environment. How it builds the tension, um, the ambiance. They all do an amazing job. 
But to me, and and we've said it on podcasts ever since we played the game. Alan. Alan Alan Wake. Just hearing that as you're going through the levels and just how spooky and creepy it is and the sound of like the lights coming on and off, like the buzzing feeling and and the way the guns sound, the way you're walking through the forest, just all of it. How, how, how sometimes the audio gets like deafened Mm -hmm. in certain parts of the game. I just think like Alan Wake two is top notch for the year in 2023 when it comes to audio design. Honestly, I'm right there with you for everything you just said. It doesn't stop getting creepy when you're walking through this haunted, like, New York City and you're just hearing, where are you, creepy voice? I don't like it one bit. And it makes you ever so nervous about, like, the shadows that are, like, creeping around you, literally. And you're right. Like, there are times where it's like, listen, music is there when it needs to be. It's all about the little sounds within the environment that get you second guessing what is around you, not even behind you, just what is around you. Like thinking of when I'm Senua and I'm hearing growling. Saga. Sorry. What? Oh, I I, said Senua. But that's a good, that's a good, I get where you're coming from. Cause it's a lot of noise elements. Uh, (laughs) Like when, when I'm, when I'm Saga and I'm hearing like the growling, I'm like, uh Oh, Oh, where's, where, where is that? Where's that wolf? I I don't like it. I also think of like the first time you, you run into scratch. Yes. And you're running away from him. And yeah. just the, the overwhelming assault of noise coming at you as you're yeah. chasing away. It adds to it. It had that, like, it raised the hairs on the back of my neck because it felt like something was right behind me chasing me. Yeah. It, 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 it builds that sense of dread so damn well. And the audience agreed with a whopping 47% of y'all also said Alan Wake remedy entertainment taking the first win of the night for best audio design runner up dead space remake i I was gonna say shout out to dead space remake for similar kind of things yeah of like the hearing the necromorphs in the in the dark and just when a vent breaks open when you walk into a room yeah. And you're suddenly like, oh, my God, where? <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it, it's and the same similar thing of like, it's a very specific thing, but it, it ticks the um, it, it it raises the dopamine levels in, mm. in my brain is healing and hearing the sound of your yes. your suit go up. Just yep. that small little thing when you hit a health item. I think I, I really, really love. It. Yeah. And then runner up for that is uh, in third place. Resident Evil 4 remake. Duh. No brainer. Duh. No. And it I mean it goes to show, yeah, I think survival horror games automatically have like that edge because a lot of the scares, it's about the sound. It's about things that are creeping up to you. You know? That's at our next nominee. Because the thing that I wanted with this show was I wanted us to have fun categories. You know, I wanted to have things that are outside the box. And this one is kind of the birth of that. So shout out to the OG, the best use of the dual sense controller games that take advantage of the PS5 controller. We're talking the sounds. We're talking the haptics. We're talking about them mm-hmm. triggers mm-hmm. games that are all about that dual sense. Our favorite controller. So Kyle, 
Let me try to find the voice. Let me try to find it again. You got it. And the nominees are Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Games, Hogwarts Legacy, Portkey Games, Horizon, Call of the Mountain from Fire Sprite, Mortal Kombat 1, NetherRealm Studios, Liza P, Neowiz Games, and Round 8 Studio, and Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores from Guerrilla Games. Ooh, you found it. You found it. I fa- hey, I found it. Hey, maybe I have a voice on the show. What? It's crazy. <laughs> we found it. Only here. took five years. Right, but we got it. We got there. Kyle, what's what's the winner here? This is uh, a tough one. Yeah. Because I'll be completely honest with you. Tell me about Unlike it. Unlike previous years, there has there's there's not one where I, I see it and like is hitting me over the head like mm. this is the answer. Mm. I feel like this may be, quote unquote, the least exciting year for DualSense features. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I'm just used to it and nothing is like really blowing my socks off. Yeah. But um, I think I think I got with Spider-Man. Really? I think the, the, the feeling of swinging around the city and the triggers... Well, you have to you get to that certain point yeah. where where you, you do feel like the click and it just feels like you're in a rhythm. Yeah. Just like Spider does swinging around. I think that's kind of what I have to go with. Okay. I think Spider-Man's dual sense features were far better uh, than like the remastered or, or Miles Morales. Um, I think they're a very big upgrade and even just like, not even just when you're swinging, but like when you're gliding through the air, it does a really good job of, of you know, taking advantage of the vibration. So even when certain characters are talking to you in the controller, i.e. Venom, that is awesome. That's a good point. And I think it's a great implementation of the controller. So yeah, uh, Spider-Man, great, great pick. I am going to be the person that, that disagrees here. And yeah. I'll I'll take the heat for this one. Don't worry. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, man. I actually think for a third-party game, not even just for a third-party game, just a game in general, this takes some of the best implementations of the DualSense since, I think, Returnal. Um, you know, feeling each, you know, magic type as you're pressing and holding down the R2 to kind of release, like it felt really rewarding. And it really did feel like I was casting spells. Like the dual sense was my wand. So to hear all the spells out of the controller, to feel like a fireball, um, I would have to say Hogwarts Legacy would take it for me with a close runner up being Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain. Because Call of the Mountain is fantastic. So, yeah, and it's all about it's it's all about the the move controllers because it's all VR. So that said, Kyle, who do you think uh, who do you think logically is going to take it? Like uh, what the community voted? Well, yeah, on? what do you think? I, I I feel like out of all of these, I feel most people played Spider Man, so I'm going to say Spider Man. Fair, and with a whopping, Kyle. 53.7% of the vote. Ooh, mm-hmm. we. Spider-Man 2 wins. Best use of the DualSense yeah. controller. Congratulations, Insomniac, of course. We should have winter music. We should have sweet violins. Uh, next year. A cello, perhaps. We'll get yeah. Flute Guy 
from the award oh, show? God, Maybe I he think he's above by. our budget. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he, just, he. I think it's more about money that you know. To him, it's. I think it's about the fair, fair, fair the fair. feeling. You know. I I do I do want to highlight my second choice of Burning Shores. Oh, okay. Um, because it does everything that Forbidden West did that I loved mm. last year, mm. and it 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 just. It, this sounds contradictory for me voting for Spider-Man, but it's very similar into what Forbidden West did. Okay. So maybe I, I, I wanted to do Spider-Man for like a different feeling for this year, for this category. Fair enough. Kind of, kind Fair of situation. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Kyle. I just looked at this next category and I think it's going <laughs> to tell me. I think this is going to tell me the bloodbath that we are awaiting for ourselves here. Okay. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> we came out with some heavy hitters first. Best storytelling, because sometimes it's all about a great story. Take it away, Kyle. What are the nominees for best storytelling? The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Remedy Entertainment, Spider Man 2, Insomniac Games, Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, A Space for the Unbound, Mojigan Studio. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Respawn Entertainment, Venba from Visai Games, Sea of Stars from Sabotage Studio, Sabotage. and Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty from CD Projekt Red. Ooh-wee, Kyle. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. This, Don't I mean, do this to me. <laughs> here's the thing. We're all about, you know, for us, our, our slant is that we're kind of all about the narrative. Like, if a yeah. game has a really good narrative, chances are it may be our game of the year. Yeah. There are three games in here, I think, peak out, at least to me. That's mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Alan Wake, and Baldur's Gate. Sure. So, uh, you tell me, Kyle. Out of all the games here, what is the best story? Good, sir. So, out of all of these, the only one I did not play was Phantom Liberty. Okay. So. That will, that's not part of my decision-making when it comes to this. Um, Neither was I the have... audience, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> okay, fair. Uh, I did play and beat every single one of these other games, so awesome. I I do know a little bit about the storytelling that is happening here. Um, I love Venba's take of storytelling, where it's a, a game where you're telling a story through food, Mm-hmm. And learning about your family through cooking food and, and, and learning about your characters and more about yourself um, in a beautiful game. More people should play Venba. Please play Venba. Um, sea of Stars is one of the best retro RPGs uh, ever made by Sabotage. I fell in love with Garl. I see myself as Garl, as pompous as that might be. I feel like Garl is one of the best characters of the year. And his story, his arc, as well as, um, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Your Valeria? other, is it Valeria yeah, or Vas- that's, that's how I said it. Sure, let's go with it yeah. until I can search it up. Um, I love her arc as well. Uh, sea of Stars is great. Uh, Jedi Survivor didn't love the story. I, I can appreciate. <laughs> Valer, thank you, Marcus. Uh, Or Valerie. Um, Didn't love Survivor's story. There are great moments in it, for sure. Um, Just wasn't my jam, unfortunately. That's That's fine. You can fight me. That's totally fair. 
I think the outlier for you and the one that I knew you were like even hesitant to even put this on this list, but I made damn sure it was a part of it. A Space for the Unbound is a special, special game. The story it tells is important. It might not be for everybody. It is a heavy story about anxiety, depression, loss, imposter syndrome, and it's wrapped up in a beautiful slice of life of Indonesian culture, and it's really, really good. Please play that game. Um, But for me, I think it's down to the last three, like you said. I'm not, I won't lie. I was just leading up to the to the. I know, uh, listen, the I like I, I like your storytelling right here. <laughs> uh, I, th- I honestly, and again, this is no shade to this game. I think out of the last three, I think Spider Man's might be the weakest. Okay. And still strong. I love Peter's arc. I love Miles' arc. Yeah. I pretty much I like all the characters' arcs, even Harry. Like I I, I think. What Insomniac did to tell a familiar story in a different way, I think I absolutely love how they did it. And shout out to Craven without spoiling it. One of my, I think my favorite arcs in the whole game. Craven's great. Yeah. And here, here's where it comes down. Is <laughs> am I going? Is it more of a recency bias because I spent all of my vacation playing Baldur's Gate three? And as soon as I put the controller down after a hundred and some hours, look at how all the story bits that I missed (laughs) and characters that I didn't run into. And the fact that my version of Baldur's Gate is different from yours. It's different from the next one, the next person after that. And it all comes down to story. Who's in your party? Like, are you evil? Are you good? Did you break your oath if you're a paladin? If you're a druid? Well, more like, when did you break your oath if you're a paladin? I, I broke it very late, actually. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I was very true. I was very oh, true wow. to the paladin ways. Um, and I just absolutely, I'm in love with what Larian did. Yeah. But I can't overlook Remini's Alan Wake's 2 storytelling. Mm. The way it told its story. Hopping between characters different point of views between chapters at at will you can do it in any order you want the 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 pieces of the manuscript you picked up that kind of give you hints as to what the story is going to be Mm -hmm. running into the different types of characters listening to the radio the infomercials giving learning more about the world and more about alan as a character it's and and being introduced to saga who is a stellar character um i think my vote's going to go alan wake too Barely over Baldur's Gate. Barely Holy over Baldur's Gate. Holy crap. I, I know. It's a curveball. Again, I walked into this not being said on any of my answers. So yeah. that was on the fly. So here's... So, <laughs> Kyle, I think we may have even broken Howie. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you in a second. Because um, uh, this is going to be wild. For me... First off, I do want to give a shout out and honorable mention to Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor yeah. is, for me, the best Star Wars game, the best Star Wars story in a video game. Um, the way it tackles themes of like light, dark, and the shade of gray, I think it does it better than, honestly, mainline Star Wars looking at you, Last Jedi. So, for me, I, I want to give a, a big shout out to Jedi Survivor. But you're right. It, it all comes down to the final three. And all three of these narratives are incredible. 
like Spider-Man, how it makes every single character story are interwoven with each other. They're all, you know, they all have these, these incredible arcs that just somehow just crescendo so well. Um, you take a look at Alan Wake that is telling a really complex kind of murder mystery esque, you know, with this specter element, this, this foreboding, you know, supernatural element. Um, and making it easy and digestible for folks that are new to the series and giving fans of old something to to hold on to as well and going, oh, wow, this is a brilliant continuation. It's awesome. Baldur's Gate 3 is a video game, though, that's all about story. And it's all about crafting your story. It's all about a D&D experience. So for me, I was, I was amazed at... And I think the thing that that kind of broke my brain was how, you know, Larian sets up what you think is a linear experience, this linear story. But as you get into it, you're molding the story into something that you want it to be. And it plays into whatever your fantasy is, whether it's for all for a challenge. I want to kill everybody in the map. You could do that. Uh, or you want to fulfill like a power fantasy of like being this huge, strong, like strong, noble warrior, or just being a, you know, piece of crap rogue and all about yourself. And, you know, like honor amongst thieves, all that stuff. Like Baldur's Gate rewards you for that. You know, to me, I, I, I think, you know, some of the best dialogue I've had in games is in Baldur's Gate. Um, even down to like just talking to talking to animals. You could hold some pretty great conversations in that game that you know, better conversations than I've had in most games this year. So I'm thinking about like the relationship. I take my vote element. back. I'm going Baldur's Gate. <laughs> okay, because I'm kind of glad you, that you did. Because to me, like Baldur's Gate is like Dude, it's written so well. I gave a shit about every character, even Will, and he's a goody two shoes. They're all don't you dare disrespect <laughs> Will. But like in their stories and their arcs, especially Shadow Hearts, like yeah, I, I, I think the reason why I, I switched while you were talking about it, I remembered the way that my story with Carlac ended, mm -hmm. and how heartbroken and happy at the same time yep. that that the way that ended yeah i can't think of enough and that was solely because of what i did in the game yeah my choices really kind of molded what happened and yeah, yeah. yeah. i know i to save yeah, the world absolutely you know <laughs> like and that was something i chose to do yeah. um yeah, Baldur's Gate three takes in. This is why I said this is this is gonna be crazy. Oh, okay. was was it gonna be a three way tie? Kyle, it was a two way tie between Baldur's Gate and Spider Man. Oh no, really? <laughs> it was in again twenty seven point two percent Baldur's Gate, twenty seven point two percent Spider Man, and twenty one percent Alan Wake. Wow. It, it dude, this is gonna be a bloodbath. So yeah, I think storytelling for me. Honestly, if I didn't play Baldur's Gate, it would have been Alan Wake. But Baldur's Gate lives and breathes off its story and off its characters. I so. I also am trying to I'm trying really hard. Yeah. To be to kind of put myself away from Baldur's Gate when I 
talk about it because it's still so new. I feel it's like it's like that new feeling euphoria. Like I haven't come off of the high of finishing Baldur's Gate. No, I I I I feel you one hundred percent there because even even like you know playing uh, or finishing up Alan Wake today, right? I was like, okay, yeah. I want to finish this, and I and even just going, am am I gonna have recency bias? Because I try to play all the games during holiday break, and that did not work well. So it's like, yeah, it, it is something that I struggle with. But I feel like if the feeling's pure in your heart, you're not gonna have any regrets, you know? Sure. That's so kind of in chat, by the way, you can make sure I disrespected Will <laughs> with the Will winky sucked. face. For, no, oh. I think still kind of meant like sexy time. Oh, wink, wink. Okay, respectfully, and even like even as Will flirts with you, he did it as res- like with respect. As respect, yeah, yeah. Like he was trying Absolutely. to court me, not like uh, like you know, Asterian. You but know? It, it, it's also it's also kind of hard to spoil the game. Right. So I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. You know, if you don't want to hear hints at any of Baldur's what Gate story, what could be a thing? What could be? Uh, you can leave and come back in like 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, did you break his pact? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd you do it though? Um, it would take it would take a podcast. It took a while. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That's I fair. went around it. And, I found and, a loophole. And I think again, now that I'm thinking about it, that is the joy of this game and the way this story is told. Yeah. And really, I don't believe in, in like at, at least the major beats in spoilers in this game because it's just like, yeah. dude, there's like a hundred ways of how to invade a goblin village, and they're all. Well, correct. that's the thing. I after we did our fantasy critic league, yeah, uh, I hung out and, and was talking with Yuna, a Green Gorilla, and Solo, yeah, and we brought up like Baldur's Gate and I was like I didn't realize the gob- goblin camp you can straight up just poison their drinking well yep. and everyone will just die from drinking poison and the combat when you leave the camp is gone cuz they're all dead cuz they drink yeah. so much. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god, that would have saved me so many headaches." <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't get all that XP, you know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's time to talk about best soundtrack kyle because sometimes it's all about them bops you know it is about them bops the nominees are alan wake 2 remedy entertainment goodbye volcano high from co-op final fantasy 16 from square enix chia from awaseb humanity from enhance and sea of stars from sabotage studio Sabotage. joe i'm gonna kick it to you first i want you to Ooh. go first all right well listen i'm i'm just gonna say i think this one's a no brainer dude uh, if i'm thinking soundtrack alan wake 2 soundtrack it, it's it's literally probably my most played soundtrack in 2023 all right sorry yeah. 2024 like it is yeah i, I dude i'm playing it every day as i'm getting to work you know like i'm i'm playing scratch's theme on loop so alan wake 2 for me i think this is an easy one yeah i'm also going alan wake here no disrespect to the other ones because they're all fantastic yeah um but playing through alan wake wait hold on without yeah you're gonna disrespect final fantasy 16 well hold on let me okay. get back okay. i'm very i'm stunned <laughs> Because Final Fantasy 16 music is top tier. Yeah. It is 1B to 1A when it comes mm-hmm. to Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but playing through Alan Wake and you can take out the We Sing chapter if you want to. And if you saw the game awards, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, whatever. Yeah. Um, you take that out of it. What I was not prepared for was at the end of every chapter, it feeling like a TV show. And then a song would come on and it'd be like the credit sequence. Yeah. And every single time a song came up that I'm pretty sure is unique to the game, like yes, the songs exist, exist for the game. Uh, and they all fit the tone of what just happened in the chapter. I, I am blanking on the name of the first song after the first chapter. Um, yeah, it's, it's the song on that my Spotify playlist. It's, it's the, it's the song that I've been listening to since I played it. And before anybody, when I got a code, thank God, um, I'm very grateful for that. Wide um, why do thank you. Or follow you into the dark. Sorry. That's the first there, one. There it is. Yep. Follow you into the dark. When that was playing, I legit put my controller down and I was just like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps right yeah. now just thinking about it. Top tier moment in games all yeah. year was that moment of being like, oh, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Because that also just started like that song came on right after like a really cool ending of the chapter. Bro, like when we just you... got into like the juicy part of it, like oh man. Yeah, I I did the same every every single time chapter end. I'm like, all right, and let's oh, start I... the record. Yeah, I put this. I did not. <laughs> I did not skip. No, I listened to everything. And like for me, like it's the best introduction to a villain when that song breaks oh. out. I was like, holy sh! This goes so hard. The first lyric goes so incredibly yep. dangerously hard. Like yeah, for me, it's Alan Wake as well but i would say a very close second is final fantasy 16 yeah i mean like the music only just makes every moment in final fantasy better yeah the boss fights are more epic because of the music that is happening while you're fighting these uh, these icon fights which i thought was going to be dumb but we'll get into it later like <laughs> it, it's they're all they're all great well listen uh it looks like our audience and, uh, and us we're gonna have some words because the audience said, "Oh, overwhelming Final Fantasy 16. Are you are you high and out of your mind?" Is what someone in the radio is yelling right now. I what so, I'm um, learning. Yeah, I don't think enough people who voted played Alan Wake. Go change that. It's on sale right now. Yeah, yeah. Fix it. Forty four percent said Final Fantasy 16, followed yeah. by Alan Wake two with twenty five percent. Can I ask you a question while we're on it? Yeah. I hope at least one person voted for Goodbye Volcano High. Uh, indeed, indeed they did. It okay, actually good, got, good, good, good. Yeah, it actually got quite a few. Yeah. Good. Awesome, because that, that music's great. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Ready for this one? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> this My pick here might shock a lot of people. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take the same bet on this one, but let's do it. Best <laughs> game. I've already upset so many people with, <laughs> with Alan Wake instead of Final Fantasy 16 that I feel a strong course correct is needed. Uh, best <laughs> game expansion, DLC, for sure. And the nominees are Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, CD Projekt Red. Resident Evil 4 Remake, Separate Ways from Capcom. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores from Gorilla Games. And Power Wash Simulator, Final Fantasy VII, and Tomb Raider packs from Future Lab. All right, Kyle. Best DLC. You said you're going to make a, a wild left turn. What, 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 what detour are you taking us on? Uh, 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 um, 
I did not really enjoy Separate Ways. Okay. All right. Uh, just felt like more RE, which is not a bad thing. Not just bad didn't thing. feel unique enough. I love Burning Shores. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Didn't play Cyberpunk. Fair. But the Power Wash Simulator DLC is oh special. <laughs> that is my vote. <laughs> nothing will take away. So here, here's like the the real like heart of the matter because we're coming up on the anniversary. Yeah. Um, of me getting let go last year around this Fair. time. Yeah. And the one game that kept me together through all that is Power Wash Simulator. And the fact that I get to go into some of my favorite game game franchises and see those levels in a new unique way and objects in a a Mm. unique way and get really cool story moments as well as you're just power wash cleaning these the 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 guard scorpion and and like the midgard (laughs) display uh plate and the tomb raider uh obstacle course i had such a great time it is exactly what i needed it's just like oh thank you so kind yeah cleaning the bar from final fantasy 7 oh what a moment what a what a game power wash simulator n- people need to play that game <laughs> it's so good that's my vote all right man listen you're you're fair to think that way now honestly if they had the back to the future stuff before this like before we made this list it would be up there it'd be up there do we know what's in that pack by the way uh, Obviously, DeLorean. The DeLorean. Um, the, Please tell me it's the clock tower. The, the clock tower. Yes. And the train, which is, I'm going to say something really, okay. I'm going to say something bold. The train was fucking cool when I was seven seven years oh, old and yeah. I saw the train yeah. go into the future. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. That was peak. That was, that was me coming off of peak Thomas the Tank Engine. You're going to tell me that's not cool. I'm I'm okay. seven. That is the coolest shit imaginable, yeah. you know. Still can in chat as well as saying uh, the theater will also be a part of it. Oh, okay, excellent. Because I was I was hoping like the under the sea dance would be there. Oh my god, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Uh, but now this goes to me and the, the audience overrule you. Um, That's fine. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think its story that it's telling is really dang special. I think just the narrative being changed by this DLC alone, by going, "Hey, this is this is um, this is the rebirth of this game," um, is special because a lot of people have now seen it for the way I and so many others now see this game of being something truly amazing. So for me, cyberpunk 2077 phantom Liberty takes it. And, you know, voters came in with the clutch 53% of the vote, the majority cyberpunk 2077. Congratulations, y'all! Congratulations, congrats, congrats! I can't wait. And even now, they're saying, like, listen, CD Pro, like, this is how bold they're getting. They're like, Phantom Liberty was just a taste of what we really want to do with Cyberpunk. So I'm like, all right, excellent. Let's see it. All right, Kyle, you ready for this one? This one's your category, man. This- I feel like I'm gonna upset some people here. And I'm telling you, this one actually might this. Wow, this is. <laughs> I'm gonna upset close. somebody. 
And you know what? I don't care because they're all great. <laughs> Listen, you get to upset whoever you want to upset because you are the indie guy on the show. Uh, yeah. You know, co-hosts of of Six One Indie. So like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's do it. Best indie game, independent studios without funding of major publisher support, regardless of size. So Dave the Diver ain't here. I was about Jeff. to say before we get into it, uh, what is an indie, Joe? Not a real question. I don't want to get into it. I don't care. <laughs> it's Listen, I, I will say this. I will shortly say this. This is a question that will need to be re- defined in the next two years. Because sure. I think we're going to see more and more bigger studios that are independent uh, come in and... Well- yeah, I, I, I think uh, uh, before we get into the nominees, obviously, yeah. I think a lot of indie games that people love mm-hmm. are already in that quadruple I category. Sure. And, and like are technically indie, yeah. but get five times the amount of budget and, and money backing them to make their games. Yeah, um, it, it is wild to kind of like when you realize that just how many other smaller indies go overlooked because they don't have the money to market them as much as the bigger games like a devolver yeah um so yeah <clears throat> the nominees are Baldur's gate 3 larian studios they are an indie sea studio this is an indie game self-published technically it is sea of stars sabotage studio dredge black salt games blasphemous 2 the game kitchen cocoon geometric interactive Venba, Visai Games, A Space for the Unbound, Mojigan Studio, Goodbye, Volcano High from Co-op. Kyle, <sighs> I I need you here, man. I need you here to guide me because a part of me does want to. I mean, like Baldur's Gate is an indie game. It is by the definition, it's an indie it game. Is. But like at the same exact time, I want to highlight a. A team of less than 12. You know what I'm saying? One million percent. So it's like I'm at this crossroads because we are coming to this point as an industry where big publishers have less and less importance. We're coming to a point in this industry where, again, big indie studios are coming in here and they are independent. They do not have a publisher. They don't have a, you know, they, they have outside investors, but they're not an EA or an Ubisoft. But then you also have a, a team like Cocoon, where it's just like you know one or two guys making it and making it work. Yeah. So I, I I need your guidance here, man. Well, I, I do just want to shout out three of these games being their first game. Oh, really? As far as I know, Dredge is Black Salt Games' first game. Nice. Uh, obviously, Cocoon is uh, from a brand new studio, Geometric Interactive. It's their first game, and I believe it's uh, the creator of Venba's first game as oh, well. Oh, yes. Yeah, I could be wrong there. Um, all completely stellar games. And here's where I'm going to start this conversation. Okay. I am not picking Baldur's Gate here. Ooh. As much as I love it, and I surely do, and I'll get to wax poetic about it later, I want to give an opportunity to highlight another indie I like this. in this category. Okay. Um, I think nominating it was the right choice. It deserves to be nominated. But I'm going about this in like the more strategic way of highlighting another game. Sure. Um, so I think. Oh, boy. 
because I know if people have listened to the indie cast uh, last week uh, from Six One Indie, they know what my favorite indie of the year is. Oh. And right now I'm like, do I pick a different one? No, no. I mean, listen, we got we, people are going to bring up your record one day, Kyle. I know. And they're gonna, I've already, they're I've already flip flopped so many times. All right. Call me uh, a pack sun outlet store. I don't. That was a bad reference. Paxson's still around. Uh, I don't know. That's why I said it was a bad reference. I don't know if they are. I got Joe Biden. There. Mm, yeah. yeah. A lot of surf shirts and skating shirts. That's right. Um, I think I, I think I'm just gonna go with what I said on IndieCast. Uh, sea of Stars is one of my favorites of the year, and that is easily I think one of the best games uh made in 2023 and just a love letter to a genre that i love so much Mm. and i think the characters are just phenomenally written um yeah like there there's maybe a character here and there that i i'm not like fully in love with Mm -hmm. um but to have moments that I didn't see coming and have me weeping for the complete opposite reasons, yeah. sadness and happiness hours later. Um, it's so not only just special on an RPG level of like the systems, the art, the music, uh, just maneuvering around the world, like mm-hmm. hopping into that little giant and then throwing you across the map, I think is awesome the combat here is so fun Mm. it's not a typical turn base it's like yes you're picking actions and you are waiting turns but you can actively see when the enemy is about to attack you can then put a plan in place to delay their attacks Mm. and most of the time when you are attacking an enemy there's more to it than just pressing a button and sitting back right you like press x at the right time to then hit the boomerang back and see how many hits you can get to God, get every so enemy off fun. the board. It's that's so, so much, much fun, fun, man. Same thing with a uh, uh, Valerie where she has a, a poison um, dart move mm-hmm. where she goes through different portals and you have to hit it, the input button at the right time to keep throwing them. Like it's, it's so interactive. It's so engaging. Sea of stars is amazing. So that is 1000% my indie of the year. Yeah. This is definitely a category again. Even like, I mean, smaller outlets like ourselves are going to have to redefine and the big ones are going to, are going to have to also to change. Cause it's, it's. <sighs> Thank you. So can it, uh, Sarai, Sarai. Is who I was, yeah, who yeah. was what I meant. She's, she's, mm. and that's a, that's the challenge with Sea of Stars. Cause like, there's so many awesome party members, but it's like, man, I don't, I want to give up fire guys, you know, fire arrow. And I, I mean. Garl's my boy. Like Garl's rock, boy. Rock guy's great, but like it's Garl. You know, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm also torn because again, I I like all these games here are great. Uh Venba is a is a wonderful, wonderful game as someone who's a second generation um here in the States. My my father came straight off the boat with twenty bucks and a dream. Um, my grandpa, the same food is our love language and Spanish food is the connection. The thing that ties us together in Venba 
really spoke to me that way of here's an immigrant family trying to make their way in a new foreign land to them and they're trying to call it home damn they, it resonated so darn well see a stars as well i mean making a retro inspired game feel so incredibly modern at the same exact time um they, they did the damn thing <sighs> Baldur's Gate got Hasbro money, you know? That and that's the thing I think to me, it's it's like, well, in like, does investment really matter if again at the end of the day they are solely independent? Like Larian, give them credit where credit's due. Baldur's Gate 3 was made with their community. And I think that's why I'm giving it to Baldur's Gate because it yeah, is a huge early access success story. Exactly. Of like, how do we develop a game with our community as they give us tips of what to do and, you know, what to solve. So I'm going to go with Baldur's Gate three just on the community sure. element. Yeah, uh, I, I do really quickly. The one that I was going back and forth with yeah. is Dredge. Yes, I hate fishing in games i just hate fishing in general <laughs> this took over my weekend yeah completely i went in completely blind and had an amazing time at this horror fishing game yeah and 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 everything about it was a great time from the resident evil style inventory kind of management thing where you have to like like tetris tetrisify it where mm -hmm. they have to fit in the uh, in the right blocks to the mini games of actually catching the fish and using different apparatuses and going to different biomes and catching these really weird messed up fish called aberrations um and 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 like i, I keep shouting silk cannon in the chat because they keep hitting me with great points uh, <laughs> that i don't want to forget the one game where yeah. i'm like let me see the bad ending I think the bad ending is the best ending in the game. Really? I love the way the bad ending ends the game and the whole story. I okay. love it so much okay. that the good one, I was like, I hate that. <laughs> let me, let me, I'm going to live in a world where the bad ending is canon. Um, wow. All right. And another amazing moment of the year too. So shout yeah. out to Dredge. I cannot wait for whatever Black Salt Games does next. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. With 35.3% of the vote to... Baldur's Gate 3 wins best indie game. Wild. 33.7% went Sea of Stars. Okay. And honestly, it just came down to if I just like Sea of Stars ending a little bit more, you know? I think I could have let myself to go. Oh, that is sea a great point. Win. Yeah. Uh, because I think, um, and I wish I was there for the, the by the players chat yeah. about it. Um, a lot of the really good ending stuff is hidden after credits. Exactly. And I love that ending, but I, I also felt very unsatisfied by the initial ending. Yep. yep. So I'm with you. All right, Kyle. Next category here. Don't need no explaining. It's best PSVR 2 game. Now, Kyle, you're not, you, you didn't hit the PSVR 2 slopes like I. Not as much because my back is in a real bad shape. That's fair enough. Do you want to <laughs> abstain from the voting on this? No, game? I do have a vote because I did put a significant time into one of these games. All right, fair enough. Then, Kyle, yeah. what are the nominees for Best PSVR 2 game? The nominees are Synapse from End Dreams, Horizon Call of the Mountain from Fire Sprite, 
Before Your Eyes, Goodbye World Games. Tentacular from Fire Punch Games. Demio from Resolution Games. And Gran Turismo 7 from Polyphony Digital. Kyle Stevenson, what is Hi. your choice for best PSVR 2 game? Uh, I do just want to talk about it briefly. I played yeah. it not on VR, but on PC oh. Oh. the year it came out. Uh, Before Your Eyes is special. Mm. Mm. It's just special. I I really wish people who have a VR headset and know nothing about this game, I really would like for you to go in blind. Um, don't look up what it is. Just experience what is going to happen to you because things are going to happen. And just make sure you have tissues nearby. It is a sad game, but it, it, in, in some ways it's kind of a happy sad. Okay. Um, it's very cathartic and healing in certain aspects. Um, one of the best narrative games I think I've ever played. Yeah. Uh, but my vote here is, and I don't think so because I'm I'm hollow inside. Yeah, you are. You're hollow inside. So <laughs> I don't count. Ca- I don't count. I don't count your opinion on that one. It's fair. Uh, my vote goes to Tentacular. Oh, it, it is a fun, goofy time, and okay. the reason why I love VR. Okay, you're a giant octopus who thinks you're a human, and you're adoptive human family. And you go into town on your birthday to get a job and you need to figure out how to make it in the human world thinking you're human and everyone treats you like a human. And it's <laughs> it's just dumb fun, like yeah. just taking your your technical hand, reaching out and grabbing like a shipping container and then just chucking it as far as you can. That's like awesome. it's just fun, just a fun time. I yeah. didn't play enough of Horizon. I appreciate what it does. Um, it's it's definitely a reason to get a VR too. Uh, I just I think I had more fun with Tentacular in my yeah. short amount of time I played VR. I will, I'm going to start fighting the audience, I think, because I believe there's a clear <laughs> winner here, and it's not it's not even in the top three, and I want to fight someone about it. Synapse, I know what your vote is. Yeah. Synapse is incredible, guys. Go play Synapse. What are you guys doing here? Go play Synapse. Okay, you can have Spotify podcast play while you're playing Synapse. You can listen to the show. It's a roguelite in VR, and it does a c- incredible job of doing that. While what, um, David, uh, what is it? David uh, Hader, the voice of uh, of of Solid Snakes, talking shit in your ear. What more do you want? It's it, it's amazing. I love it. I love is it the art Femship style. Femship also in the game. Femship as well. Uh, oh my god, Je- uh, Jennifer Hale, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So like you have these two monologuing in your ear. It's awesome. They're so talented at what they do. I think the art style is so cool. Like the monochrome look. Um, and also talking about audio, dude, the runners in this game are terrifying. They scared the shit out of me. Please go away. Stop, please. Um, I love this game. This is a whole lot of fun. Platted it. It's my favorite PSVR 2 title. End Dreams. Y'all are the real ones. Synapse is is my winner. But the audience, audience are real Sony ponies is what I'm thinking, Kyle. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. Uh Uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain wins with 40% of the vote. Yeah, I could have seen that coming. Fair enough. And listen, uh, honest to goodness, I think this is like their Half-Life Alex. Um, One million percent. This is the temple title that you go and you purchase a a VR headset for, and it is gorgeous. And not to speak ill of it either, because like it's a genuinely really fun time. I think the story is also, for a VR title, pretty darn good, and it ties into the Horizon uh, uh, universe so damn well. 
Um, it's a really great time. And yeah, it's it's drop dead gorgeous. So you know yeah. what, Horizon Call of the Mountain? I still need to plat you. I know there's three three trophies in the way of that, but I think I'm gonna do that. I, I don't think I felt cooler in VR this year than reaching back for an arrow. Exactly. And, and letting it loose. Like yeah. it's special. It's very, very, special. very good. Very special. All right, Kyle. Is that our winner? We're going with the audience on that one? Uh, yeah, it's the, I mean, it was a split decision. Okay. It goes to, you know, Fire Sprite. Congrats. All right. Let's, let's get into this one. Best squad up game. The best game to drop with the boys. Take it away. This Kyle. one I will be abstaining because I enough. didn't play any of these squatting Fair up. Enough. The nominees are Fortnite from Epic. Apex Legends from Respawn Entertainment, Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, Remnant 2, Gunfire Games, Honkai Star Rail from MiHoYo, and Diablo 4, Blizzard Entertainment. Blizzard Entertainment. All right, Kyle, I need you to bring out a, a coin. We, we got to introduce a rule. Um, okay, I got it. I Because it's me and the audience, I feel like a coin flip is going to be better for you to to coin flip and that's going to be like the winner between the two. Okay. I I have I have a a vote in my head. Okay. So I want to hear you try to sway me to your vote. Ooh. You think it's going to be Fortnite, huh? No, I, no. That's <laughs> not in my bed at all. First off, I do want to give a, a huge props to Fortnite. I mean, yeah. what this game constantly is able to do is beyond me the um, fact that the, we're we're witnessing ready player one in real life with fortnite <laughs> yeah it's nuts but i i'm giving it to diablo 4 um i think that diablo 4 the the one thing that i don't think it gets enough credit for is and, and maybe this is because it's the bare minimum but like this launched and there were no disconnects there were some like queue time waits, but like you didn't have like nobody could play on the weekends. Like Blizzard did a great job stressing the servers with all the betas and the alphas that it did prior to where you had a seamless drop in, drop out multiplayer uh, experience with your friends. And to me in 2024, it's all about the cooperative experience. And I think for me and and my you know the group of friends that i play with it's all about you know just being able to shoot the shit while you know just letting a horde of demons just have it um so to me i want to give credit where credit's due to blizzard because this is for a long time we've been thinking about maybe the death of blizzard right they're not of what they once were and i think diablo 4 really changed that narrative of of that and the, the way that they've taken their community feedback, because season one did not go the way that they wanted it to, the way that they've been able to course correct um, and get the game back on track once it got off the rails a little bit um, is awesome to see. So I'm going to give it to Diablo 4 here. I would give it to Baldur's Gate 3, but there are two reasons why I'm not giving it. Uh, to Baldur's Gate 3. One, I did not play Baldur's Gate 3 multiplayer. So I, it would be, I don't know if it's drop in, drop out seamless like that of Diablo, or it's like, hey, here's a dumb code like in a Dark Souls game. Um, and it's not why I'm, I'm playing that game. 
that also, I remember it having uh, a lot of bugs the first month and a half of of that multiplayer um, suite. So to me, I'm going, I'm going Diablo. I think, I think Diablo should take it. Okay. Heads your pick, tails the audience pick. Okay. Without me knowing what the audience is. Okay. Heads. Okay. It is tails. Wow. <laughs> is Boulder Gate gonna gonna sweep these awards? Kyle? Oh, Baldur's Gate got it. Baldur's Gate got it with a whopping thirty-seven okay. percent of the vote. Listen, I, I will say something I did not experience just yeah. because that's not what I want to do with narrative games. Everybody that I've watched play co-op in Baldur's Gate just seems like a ton of fun. Mm. The way that you can pick up somebody and then throw them at an enemy, like one of your friends, and like make them big so they cause more damage. Yeah, like you can do that with a uh, you know an AI CPU uh, you know buddy, but the fact that it's somebody else that you are throwing and their interaction with each other in clips, whatever, it just seems like the best time. Fair. And like during like very heartfelt conversations with other characters seeing your friends or other people in the background like doing goofy things in like a cutscene, <laughs> i think is so fun and so yeah. unique that we don't see enough of okay so i'm totally fine with Baldur's gate winning fair enough fair enough kyle it's time for the best boss fights of oh, 2023 from cinematic to just one more try uh, disclaimer. Yes. I wish we played Baldur's Gate before this. Oh, really? There, There's a specific boss that I could have totally included here. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Fair enough. Go for it. The nominees are Armored Core 6 Fires of Rubicon from Software, Spider-Man 2 Insomniac Games, Remnant 2 Gunfire Games, Liza P, Neowiz Games, and Round 8 Studio. Final Fantasy 16 from Square Enix. And Resident Evil 4 Remake from Capcom. Kyle? I mean, to me, it's it goes down to either Spider-Man or Final Fantasy 16. Um, and I think... To me, I think the cinematic moments, like the the, the cool, you know... The, the cool moments of Spider-Man, the, the boss fights are great. You know, the, the cutscenes are great. The, the lizard fight is awesome. The lizard so fights. Throughout the entire city. The set piece fights. So that's the word yeah. I wanted to use. Incredible. But dude, Final Fantasy 16. I mean, th those boss fights are freaking epic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, easy. This is the easiest yeah. fight. The easiest one here. It's Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Um, I, I I am going Final Fantasy 16. That is my vote. Uh, the Avengers squad up moments that have happened in the later boss fights that I don't think you've experienced. <laughs> I have yet, not experienced that now. Um, are next level. And mm. yeah, they take a while. And I'm so happy. I am so happy. I'm sitting here. The 2023 Platties recorded live in 2024. For me to tell all of you out there, I apologize. I was so wrong about the icon fights. <laughs> I was so dead wrong. Well, some are better than others. Yeah. The spectacle and the way that I was in it and I was focused and mm -hmm. just like my jaw was open of like, oh, my 
god what is going on right now um some of the the best just visual pieces that i've gotten to experience this game even though there are some times where i'm like what is happening on the screen (laughs) there's a lot of lights uh but it's great i do however i want to shout out liza p okay some of the best boss designs Mm. in a game the there are some bosses in there that i think rival some of the from software bosses in my mind that i have experienced fair and have given me the same amount of difficulty but also like the sense of when it clicks it clicks and you're just in the zone Mm. and and shout out to the fact that the parry and liza p can break your enemy's weapons yeah like they'll just completely snap into Uh, you and then they can't use them you're going you're going yeah you're you're sounding like shocker right now i'm gonna send them a wire guys because everything's gonna be fixed in no time i'm gonna i'm gonna express it from amazon it's gonna be the gold like tip once too so like the connection's gonna be like seamless it's gonna be beautiful he's gonna sound even better than he once was before oh he's blowing into the connection that's good you gotta end 64 it sometimes you know you gotta make sure the the golden cartridge is working yeah look at that okay <laughs> nothing, nothing a little um, spit in air won't fix not every boss in lesb are good there are hmm. some you know bullshit ones but some of the designs in there are just absolutely stellar yeah so i do want to i do want to highlight uh that one yeah yeah but again final fantasy 16 walks away from it there's one fight in particular where um my jaw like i was just like there's my jaw's on the floor i'm like this is the most epic thing yeah and it's like the second boss you know what i mean like it's like whoa um yeah fun times fun times all right kyle we're now we're getting we're getting into the we're getting into some heavy hitters, okay? Best uh, visual... Oh, sorry, the uh, audience, who voted? Where was their vote on oh, that Oh, sorry, one? they also voted Final Fantasy Sixteen. Final Fantasy Sixteen, clear winner here. By overwhelming majority? 39.6% of the vote. Second place, Spider-Man, with 27%. So, yeah, double-digit win. All right, best visual design kyle striking in both detail and art direction what are the nominees again i wish we played more Baldur's Gate before this category <laughs> oh it wouldn't be for me it would not even be oh you're nuts yeah. <laughs> the nominees are alan wake 2 remedy entertainment blasphemous 2 the game kitchen diablo 4 blizzard entertainment final fantasy 16 square enix Liza P, Neowiz Games and Round 8 Studio, and Sea of Stars, Sabotage Studio. Sabotage! Kyle, you want me to go first or you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Oh my god. Um, I mean, I think this one's pretty clear, though I don't think it's the, the sexiest pick. I think visually, it's it is... I think visually it's the most like distinct, like it's like I get the vibe, you know, and that's Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2's visual design, it it screams that it's in the control verse while it's like you're going through a, a creepy DMV. It's really 
dang good. There's something Americana meets 80s to Alan Wake 2's vibe that I just freaking love. So for me, visual design here, yeah, easy, Alan Wake 2. And I want to make the uh, uh, a point here. We, we wanted to make sure that, like, you know, the big IP like a Star Wars or Spider-Man, not allowed. Those are those are outside elements. Those are comic books, you know, whatever. So we wanted it to make sure it was remaining in the game space. So that's why we went. If it's because if it was just that, I'd be like, it's Star Wars. So Jedi Survivor takes. <laughs> so that's why I'm going Alan Wake. Kyle, it's a good pick. It's a good pick. Good pick. <sighs> oh, it's goodness. tough because they're all visually beautiful. They're all visually in stunning. their own way. Yeah. Like shout out to Blasphemous too. One that I was like, Joe, we need to get on here because of how gorgeous it is. Yeah, it really is. Um, from like the really big, weird looking NPCs, right? Like I, so this these blend together because I played one and two in the same year, like very close to each other. Mm-hmm. But like this big man child's baby who's like 15 feet tall, but with an old man's face, like in his stomach, mm-hmm. like it's very grotesque, uh, grotesque and, and out there. Um, yeah. And it just, it's just beautiful, beautiful right. pixel art. Same thing with sea of stars. Like yeah. it is, that art is, I, I could have posters of that art all around my room. True. True. Those environments are stunning. Yeah. Um, for me, this comes down between actually Alan Wake 2 and Lies of P. Oh, wow. Okay. I love the gothic take on Pinocchio. Yeah. In, in the world of crop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think where this one shines and I think I'm going Lies of P here. Now that I'm thinking it out. Okay. Think, think it out. Be- because of the enemy designs in Lies of P. Mm-hmm. When I think of Alan Wake, I think the environment is gorgeous. I think the people are amazingly rendered mm. and they look gorgeous. The enemies, though, are just enemies that I've seen. Fair. Like, there's there's nothing, like, that's, like, this is unique yeah. to Alan Wake. The, like, the robot... Uh, well, they're all robots, but the um, police chief boss yeah. early on Eliza P, I think, is an easy standout for what those kind of bosses look like. And just the traveling through this fairy tale world and their take on Pinocchio, I think, is really well done. And even down to like the weapons. The weapons look so Shit. cool and are so different You're from right. each other. You're right. Because I, th- I think I'm going lines of P. Yeah, because in the land, like, I'm thinking, like, you know, Pinocchio, like, what do I think of Pinocchio? And I think of Disney, and it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's Disney grifting from the original IP. And then, like, I think about, like, these new, like, like every time, like, like, once Winnie the Pooh was out of public domain, they're like, we're going to make shitty horror movies out of this. And... Blood this... and honey. <laughs> God, I hate it. So, like, I actually, I take a look at what they've done with the Pinocchio IP. And, yeah, it's dark, it's gothic, but it's also respectful and it's unique. And so I think for what, like, Disney did to Pinocchio to make it, you know, kidified for the time, I think we got to give it to Lies of P for making something 
you know, more mature and grotesque. I think you're right. I, I'm you changed me here, Kyle. I'm gonna go Liza P. I'm gonna but go like, Liza P. I can totally see Alan Wake as well, yeah. though. And I mean, listen, Alan Wake was gonna win it with 32 percent of the vote yeah. to uh, to uh, the second place, which was Final Fantasy 16. But you know what? We're overruling you guys. Y'all, y'all have no idea what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, Liza P. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Kyle. Uh, this one, oh, I think, respectfully, we should both abstain from it because it's best accessibility. Yeah. And I think absolutely, I'll let it, this one's a people's choice. You know, absolutely. And simply, best accessibility is when more people play, we all win. Take it away, Kyle Stevenson. The nominees are Spider-Man Two, Insomniac Games, Horizon from Min West, Burning Shores from Guerrilla Games, Dead Space Remake from Motive Studio. Diablo 4, Blizzard Entertainment, Mortal Kombat 1, NetherRealm Studios, and Street Fighter 6 from Capcom. Capcom. Alright, I really like the voice. Keep it up. You're, you're doing Thank it. You. Thank you're you. You're doing the Thank damn you. thing. Um, <laughs> with the majority vote goes to Spider-Man 2 Insomniac Games. Well done. With 50.6% of the vote, followed up closely by Horizon uh, Burning Choice. So, congratulations, Insomniac, for winning Best Accessibility. That's rad. You're rad. Yeah. You know, you're I rad. I mean, like, just shout out to Sony First Party in general. I think they all really strive to yeah. be the leaders in the accessibility conversation. Microsoft as well, doing great things on their end. Like, I think of Forza. That's just incredible what yeah. they did for accessibility. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man has amazing options. When you Meanwhile, really Nintendo's like, we're going to add another knob. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's their energy. Yeah, no, I, I echo that. I love I love the focus that developers have that, that are like, yeah, no, you know, as gamers are getting older, our hands hurt more, <laughs> right? And that is able to highlight the folks that really do need this type of support, like someone who has a physical disability, like my uh, my my sister in law, you know, mm-hmm. get her into games. This is how. So yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, Kyle. This one's best debut game. Games that came out on other platforms first before coming out on PlayStation. Take it away, Kyle. The nominees are Rogue Legacy Two, Cellar Door Games, Little Gator Game from Mega Wobble. Monster Hunter Rise from Capcom, Power Wash Simulator from Future Lab, Citizen Sleeper, Jump Over the Age, and Teardown Tuxedo Labs. Kyle, I love our audience so much. Yeah? Yeah. uh, You know what? When I said I was going to fight each and every one of y'all, can you guess which is the best debut game here? No, because I actually have a very passionate pick here. Go for it, please. Uh, I, for those who would be like, why is Little, Little Gator Game here? Y'all need to just play the game. Fair. If you just want to experience, um, those of us that are older, want to uh, play a game about looking back on being a kid and being nostalgic for that kind of time in your life, mm-hmm. um, it's just whimsical and charming. It's amazing. Um, Little Gator Game's awesome. Rogue Legacy 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Okay. One of my favorite games of all time. This is the one that was clamoring for for years to finally come to PlayStation. It took way too long, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. come on over. Um, one of the best rogue games ever made. 
the first one and now the second one. Um, one of my favorite platinums that I've gotten this year. Oh, um, you've gotten Rogue Legacy 2 plat? I got the plat. Okay. Yeah. Good I got little game. Gator Game plat and I got Power Wash plat. I got three of them <laughs> here. Um, so my pick here is Rogue Legacy 2. But I have a feeling I'm trying to guess here what the yeah, audience just, picked. Just guess what the audience picked. I hope they pick Power Wash. <laughs> I hope they pick Power Wash. An overwhelming 42% of the vote Power Wash Simulator takes it for best debut game on PlayStation. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm going with it, man. I love the vibe. It's chaos, and I love a good chaos, you know? I'm an Again, agent of it. play Power Wash Simulator. Yeah, and you might be listening like, Power Wash, dude, it's cathartic. A simulator game is yeah. on the best of the year list? Why can't you Get just pick yourself. a Power Wash gun? Because it's going to hurt my hands, you know? Yeah, I have to stand in the sun. What are you talking about? I got to wear rubber boots, you know? No. No. All right, Kyle, this one, best monthly PlayStation Plus game. And this comes because, you know, it's now we got extra and premium and all that. This is the best PS Plus drop on Essential, Extra, or Premium. The whole kit and caboodle. So, Kyle, take it away. Who are the nominees? The nominees are Sea of Stars, Sabotage Studio, Chia from Awaseb, Rogue Legacy 2, Cellar Door Games, Ali Ali World, Roll 7, Death's Door, Acid Nerve, Alan Wake Remastered from Remedy Entertainment, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, respawn entertainment and Sackboy, a big adventure sumo digital kyle stevenson i just realized we have the wrong jedi key art there <laughs> it's fine don't worry about it just ignore it <laughs> i made some mistakes here um <laughs> i think it's obvious can we say it all together can on three three two one sea of stars sea of stars <laughs> close enough <laughs> But like real talk, uh, yeah. the fact that three of these yeah. came out day and date is like PlayStation. Keep it up. Yeah. Keep giving us really good indie games or just really good games in general. Day and date. Um, sea of Stars, Chia and Ali Ali World were all like day and date on the service and some of my favorite games of the year. Kyle. It's weird to th weird to think Ali Ali World was 2023. It feels so much longer ago. It feels like I, the whole like last four years. It kind of felt like one and a half, right? Yeah. Don't like I don't yeah, like yeah. how time works anymore. Kyle, this next one, um, this, uh, this audience were they with us? Oh, sorry, audience were with us. Yeah, fifty four percent of the vote. Yeah, Kyle Stevenson. Holy shit! Can we let? Uh, can we? Can we both abstain from this next category? Yeah, I I think that's good, just because I only played one. Fair enough. Did you play the other one? I have not. And okay, I'm telling you, Kyle, this was a this was a bloodbath. I was it really this 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 is the closest vote ever, ever. Okay, okay. best fighting game, and we said, you know what? F it. We are, we know what two are up there. Mortal Kombat one versus street fighter six and y'all this is why voting is important this is why <laughs> democracy matters yeah with 50.3 percent of the Get vote out of here <laughs> let me say that again 50.3 percent of the vote to 49.7 percent of the vote 
I can't do the math, but you said 200 people voted. Uh-huh. So that means it's probably 102 votes for one or 101 votes for How That's dare you do math? Nuts. <laughs> yeah. Mortal Kombat 1 is the winner. All right. I, I'm not mad. I have. Listen, y'all. Don't send your hate mail at me. All right. Did you vote? Did Elon suppress your vote? He probably did. <laughs> yeah. 50.3%. That's wild. That is crazy. And to think we're getting, hopefully, another great fighting game in a few weeks in Tekken 8. Fighting game fans, y'all are eating well. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. That was, when I saw it, because like Google did this weird thing where it separated into four for some reason. I have no idea why. It's like, it's only oh. two. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nuts. Nuts. All right, Kyle. Best horror game. Spooky, scary, and sometimes they're skeletons. These games scared the crap out of us. Whew. Kyle, take it away. The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Remedy Entertainment, Dead Space Remake, Motive Studio, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Capcom, and Bramble, The Mountain King, Dim Frost Studio. Want to say it on, on the count of three? Yeah. Three, <laughs> two, one. Alan Wake Alan 2. Alan Wake 2. <laughs> I mean, we've been my, waxing poetic about it this whole night. I mean, it's... My only hesitation... Yeah. ...is... I feel like I was scared more playing Dead Space. Really? ...than I was with Alan Wake 2. Oh, you know what? It's because I played Dead Space already. That's why I wasn't scared. That's totally fair. And yeah. also, I think... Playing Alan Wake with headphones freaks me out, and I didn't. Fair. <laughs> so hearing the whispers, I think, in my ears oh, would have made it yeah. uh, an even crazier experience. The shit out of me. But there are still, like, incredible jump scares in Alan Wake of yeah. things that just kind of pop on the screen really quickly that I really, really love and did get me to jump. Yeah. Um, and I feel I, like a, the conversation around Alan Wake is, like, you either love that or you hate that. Like yes. there's no in between. People think it's cheap. Some people think it's earned. Oh, uh, I usually hate jump scares, but yeah. I think it fits in what Alan Wake was doing. Uh, Alan Wake scared the shit out of me. I I can't play. That's why that you game haven't finished headphones. it really yet. Yeah, no, I'm I, I yeah. Everybody, truthfully, I'm 30 minutes away from beating the game. I tried to rush it, and I was like, no, let's let's not. I'm at the final boss fight, so I'm like, let's 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 just not. Um, but it's it scared the shit out of me so much so that like it paralyzed me. Like there were times where I'm like, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna put down the controller and walk away. Um, but I want to shout out Resident Evil Four yeah. because it is the. I mean, without Resident Evil Four, Alan Wake Two would not be here, and Dead Space wouldn't be here. And I yeah. think this remake does such a great job of really editing. And and I'll say this when I get into the best remake, editing the the what needed to be edit edited. And improving what needed to be improved on while still making it feel like it's of the time. And I think what Alan Wake 2 does for story, I think Resident Evil did for me in the combat sections. Um, 
because I, 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 I think RE4 is truly remarkable. So, best horror yeah. game, Alloy 2, but the others are no slouches. Yeah, best horror game demo, Bramble, because I played it and I said, nope. <laughs> no, I was too freaked out uh, at that creature coming out of the water. Uh-uh, couldn't be um, me. No. It was, it was, uh, it, if you're into that kind of thing uh, and like a little nightmares s kind of platformer, uh, Bramble, go check it out. Yeah. What, what another great year for horror, right? Like fighting games are eating, <laughs> right? Horror fans are eating. Does he fighting games are eating? I mean, That's fighting right. game fans are eating. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, yeah. depending and this on this year, we're getting Sound Hill we and, yeah. uh, What's the other one that is also maybe coming out this year? No, I I got Silent Hill too. That's it. Right That's now. it. I thought there was another yeah. one. No, 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 no. But yeah. yeah, what a time! Best set piece: the most bombastic scenes where players control the character. The nominees are Spider-Man Two, Insomniac Games, mm-hmm. Alan Wake Two, Remedy Entertainment, mm-hmm. Resident Evil Four Remake, Capcom. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16, Square Enix, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, Respawn Entertainment, Horizon, Forbidden West, Burning Shores, Guerrilla Games. Kyle, this one's really easy to me. Uh-huh. Dare I say, I could I could say let's three, two, one, let's just say it both out loud. Hold on, hold on. I gotta I gotta think it over. Oh really? I gotta think it over. To me, this is easy. Best set piece is Spider-Man 2. There's so many in here to pick, but like the lizard set piece is spectacular. No puns aside. I'm happy we didn't do three, two, one because that's not what I was gonna say. Oh wow! Okay, say it. Say it with say, say it loud. I well, I'm I'm. There's so many good set pieces in all of them. Mm-hmm. To find the cream of the crop is kind of difficult for me right now in this moment. Fair. I think of that one set piece where I was like kind of sort of not feeling great about Jedi survivor gameplay. And then that certain set piece happens. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God. Okay. I'm in. Um, yes. Yes. That is awesome. And uh, there's another part later on um, when you are defending the temple where I was like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, Burning shores. The final boss is insane. <laughs> yeah. Insane. That's nuts. It's nuts that that exists in a video game. And you're right. Spider-Man Two has amazing set pieces. Uh, the 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 carnival scene. Um, Black Cat. Black Oh, Black Cat. Uh, Sandman. That's th- these two are not spoilers. They're in pr- promos. At yeah, this point. yeah, yeah. No, no. The, but we there, go there's some later ones yeah. that I really, really love. Exactly. But every boss fight in Final Fantasy 16 is a an amazing set piece in of itself. I mean, that's true. I mean, that is so, true. Yeah. I think I'm going 16 on this one. Fair. And the audience and I are going to walk away the victors here. The audience has also chosen Spider-Man 2 Insomniac Games. Fair. Congratulations, Insomniac. Best set piece goes to y'all. Hard working out there. All right, Kyle. Let's get into best action. Gameplay is king, and these games are a shining example of the moment-to-moment combat that makes games like this awesome. So, Kyle, take it away, good sir. The nominees are Remnant 2, Gunfire Games, Liza P, Neowiz Games, and Round 8 Studio, Star Wars, Jedi Survivor, Respawn Entertainment, Wo Long, Fallen Dynasty, Team Ninja, 
Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Games, and Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon from Software. I love how you're saying Rubicon, by the way. Rubicon. Rubicon. <laughs> Sounds like like a, a a waitress at a Waffle House. Right. Hi, my name's Rubicon. What can I get you? I got sirloin steak here for you, hun. Y'all want some sweet tea? Let's go. <laughs> That's right. If you drink unsweet tea, you're a communist. All right, Kyle. Yeah. Best action. I have an answer, and I'm pretty sure you're not gonna like it. Go for, let, let's fight. I, you're rolling up your your sleeves, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to fight you. You son of a gun. My answer here is Liza P. I knew it would be that. Uh, the the reason why is I suck at parrying. Mm-hmm. I felt like a god in Liza P. Oh really? And it felt I oh my god I was parrying everything. Um, let's go i know eventually i'll get to it eventually um i think the action in liza p i you i it's the best feeling that i felt playing a a a souls game even like bloodborne it's like tied with that kind of how i felt playing that game relax you relax did you beat the dlc yet or no I killed Maria in the first okay, try. Okay, get out of here with that okay. nonsense. Um, and I also tie it to, like, as much as I love the Spider-Man 2 combat, and I do, I barely use the parry unless I absolutely needed to in Spider-Man 2. Okay. I felt like it wasn't the most intuitive. Okay, all right. These are good I do points. love the weapon, the, the, uh, the way they switched up the weapon wheel and just got rid of it and made him, like, quick yeah. input button presses god yes um the other games aside from jedi which i do think plays phenomenally yeah i think it's a great action game i just didn't play the other ones so lazy yeah. is right. my vote here uh spider-man's my vote here i think it's combat is fantastic and the way that they changed up from the weapon wheel to the bumpers is so damn smart man like <laughs> i tried to go back to miles morales uh, to get the plat on PS4, there's no way. There's absolutely no way I can do it. it it's, I now just know Spider-Man 2, the, the combat is just, well, oh, it's king. Though I will agree with you. I don't I don't think the pairing is all too great in Spider-Man 2, but I just think the implementation of the, the web wing and some of the special abilities yeah. lend itself really well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. All right, Kyle this one oh, hold on hold on oh. we we tied there oh you i'm sorry vote. i th- I, th- I thought uh, me and the audience we agree with each other spider-man 2 takes oh, okay. it with 46.7 percent of the you vote. very well could have said that and i missed it so my apologies how, if that's the case how dare you best trophy list because there's no better feeling than popping a plat kyle could you read the nominees while I take off this blazer? Because you know what? <laughs> blazer was a good idea in theory, but it is hot as hell. Yeah, re- respect sw- the Phil. Sw- <laughs> I, yeah, respect the Phil. All right? But also, it's been like an hour, 30 minutes in this this bad boy. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. heating up. You Take it away, Kyle. Yeah. The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Remedy Entertainment, Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Games, Rogue Legacy 2, Cellar Door Games, Synapse, and dreams venba Vasai games cocoon geometric interactive lil gator game mega wobble and resident evil 4 remake capcom 
Oh, that's so uh, much better. I was like, why'd you take the camera off? Because <laughs> I, I was getting up and, you know, oh, nobody okay. wants to see that. Kyle. So I, I think before we get into it, yeah. how are we defining best trophy list? I mean, what do you think is a good trophy list? I think it's a, a good trophy list is you're experiencing the game. Mm-hmm. You're you're doing as much in the game that you possibly can yeah. without like overstaying its welcome. Like I absolutely I loved Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. But the fact that you had to replay that whole game on hard Get out for out platinum. Here. That's a sin. That's a card. I did sin. it. I did it. Could have not. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a, uh um so like a game that just lets you have fun while playing while popping trophies at the same time. Yeah. And be like, oh, you missed this really there's this really cool thing that's tied to a trophy, so go see it. Kind of thing. Um yeah, it's pretty good. As someone who has gotten the Platinum Sakura, Bloodborne, uh-huh. Elden Ring tw- twice, mm-hmm. um, I will say, when people try to gatekeep trophy lists for being too easy, you suck and you're bad at you're you're, you're not fun at parties. Um, to me, it's all about just it should be a good experience. Like it should be yeah. about playing the game rather than, oh wait, did I forget this thing in level two? Like. That really annoys the shit out of me. Oh, or I, for a second, I was like, plus. oh, you're talking about yourself right now? Because you can be shit all the time about my trophies. No, 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 no. When, uh, I understand. They're different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are real ones. Um, so, like, it's about experiencing the game and saying, hey, I liked you so much that this, like, it's kind of me saying, this is how much I liked you. I got this for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I th- I think for here, I think it's easy. Spider-Man 2 has the best platinum uh, uh, list. And I, even when you go into just the percentage of people that have platinumed Spider-Man, like it has a high plat rate for a reason. It's so damn, so damn fun. So Spider-Man 2 for me takes it. I th- And I think, uh, honestly, Spider-Man 2 is, I think, the the gold standard for platinums. Sure. You shouldn't be like collectibles and you can't like, there's no chapter select for them. Like Alan Wake, go to hell, you know, <laughs> like that, that really pisses me off. That is fair. I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, uh, to my own horn out of the eight, I have six platinums out of these games. I mean, fair enough. Uh, my one issue with Spider-Man is there's a certain collectible mm-hmm. that drove me nuts. Is it a spoiler? Of me going yeah, of going okay, up and down right. streets because they don't pop up on the map. And you uh, have to be close enough for them gotcha. to know where they are. And it drove me insane. Mm. The fact that you you couldn't choose to just have them pop up and then figure out where they are. It it took my enjoyment of that. Like it added at least three or four hours to my game time. Yeah. Uh, of like meticulously going up and down New York City streets and passing by it because I still wasn't close enough because it was all the way at the top at a building. Um, So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, My vote for this one, this is tough. Tell me. Um, Didn't get Synapse's Platinum, but I know you you love that plat. It's a great plat. It's a good plat. It's a good Um, plat. Shout out to Nagachaka for... Resident Evil 4, I'm pretty sure they have the platinum I, that one. Realistically, I could go I could get Resident Evil 4's platinum, but my yeah. girlfriend really screwed up that uh me getting that plat because she she turned on the beat this game in under four hours one save that yeah. I had and she died. Oh no. Yeah. So uh, okay. 
Something that tells I me think that's, that's not going to work out. That kind of takes it out of the running for me <laughs> is the <laughs> the whole uh, you know, beat it under a certain time, knife-only yeah. run. Like, there's a lot of other playthroughs you have to do for that one, which is not yeah. entirely my jam. I was really like, is this how we're going to start our first fight? Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Venba, Cocoon, and Little Gator Game, realistically, you can all do in one sitting. Mm -hmm. And they're all pretty straightforward and lovely. I think because of the challenge, in my eyes, it's doable. It takes a lot of work. But I'm going Rogue Legacy 2. Oh. I had such a great time getting those trophies. I like that. I'm kind of with you on Alan Wake 2. There's a certain collectible oh, that if you don't hang around for too long, it might be hard to for it to recognize. Which, jumping back into that game again as I, I speed be- uh, beat it today, um, like, it, <laughs> it, it, it re-popped up. And I think okay, it was just, good. I think it was them giving it to everybody going, listen, we're sorry. Because that, sure. it pissed a lot of people off. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also in Alan Wake 2, I'm pretty sure you don't have to get, like, every collectible, mm. which yep. is nice. Like, the manuscripts, you don't have to 100% get everything, because I certainly yeah. have missed a couple. Or the echoes or whatever, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is nice. Yeah. Um, still a good list, but Rogue Legacy is my vote. With 65% of the vote, Spider-Man I'm just going to write it here now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Kyle. Wow, we best RPG. Oh boy, we're getting into it now. Yeah, we're we're in the final stretch. We're in the final stretch. Best RPG, best case of immersive storytelling, customization of character features, role playing, talent trees, and thoughtful decision making. Kyle, read out the nominees for me, please. The nominees are Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, CD Project Red, Final Fantasy 16, Square Enix, Octopath, Traveler 2, Square Enix, and Acquire, Diablo 4, Blizzard Entertainment, and Sea of Stars, Steve, yeah, Sea of Stars, Sabotage <laughs> Studio. It's a lot of S's there. Oh, I get it. That's a lot of it. Uh, listen, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, man can we say this one on three yeah because this one i'm confident in yeah. <laughs> okay three two one baldur's, baldur's gate, gate three. three this and i'm thinking i'm like wow because like cyberpunk 2077 is legitimately one of my favorite games of all time um and that should tell you how much i enjoy baldur's gate three uh you know if i could wax poetic for just a second Go my favorite rpg of all time if you had to put a gun to my head is mass effect two. Um, because at the time as a wee little teenager, like, Oh, Miranda's pretty. Look at that boot. Uh, <laughs> you know, I never realized that that game, of course you got the Paragon, you get the renegade and the neutral, right? But that, that the last minute came down to the relationships you made with these characters that affected the story and affected your fate and their fate. That blew my mind as a kid. Baldur's Gate does that. And again, I've never experienced that s- since Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate does that a hundredfold. They do that every 15 minutes. It's like, here's a decision. With like literally everyone in the game. <laughs> yeah. And like down to like, hey, it's going to affect how 
this merchant, you know, views you and maybe charges you a little bit more for, or even this rodent, or a cute little pup, or even down to a, a an owl, an, a bear owl. I forget what they're called. Um, owl bear, owl which bear. I didn't even know existed until after I beat the game, uh, and I'm so mad. I, he's my little buddy. He's my little buddy. Uh, but like those things to. Then, yeah, of course, you get the sexy time with Hysterian. Okay, I get it. Whatever. Halston turns into a bear. Oh, my goodness. You know? (laughs) I barely know you, pal. Um, (laughs) But, like, it's it's deeper than that, man. Like, it's it's a... It truly is all about the role-playing element. You know, I I feel like I know a game's really good where I'm having as much uh, fun talking to the characters as I am in the gameplay moments. So... Baldur's Gate 3, when you tell me what's my new favorite RPG, Baldur's Gate, 100%. Yeah, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, as a D&D lover, this is like why I love D&D in yeah. video game form, where everyone has their own story, has their own agenda, answer the way they want to, yep. and it truly shapes every interaction. Yeah. And I'm, am I going to sit here and say that I – I didn't save scum. Absolutely not. I definitely did. Cause there are some moments where I'm like, I, for the story that I want to tell, I want to make sure this outcome happens. So I definitely did reload saves a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, yeah. No shame, but, no shame in save scumming, by the way. No, absolutely not. No, we're not going to um, shame that you, you go do what you I, want. I, <laughs> it's a single I think the reason why exactly the reason why, like I went back on the storytelling category and changed my vote is because I think of, how my Carlac differs from every other Carlac and mm-hmm. how my relationship with Shadowheart feels so real. <laughs> and the way that we ended the game, I'm like, holy crap. I yeah. I want to see more of their journey together, my character yeah. and, and, and Shadowheart. And, 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 and I think that is uh, uh, the end part of the game where I just sat back and it felt like a reunion show. Yeah. Where you're just kind of touching base with all these amazing people that you've had along your way. And I don't think anything can beat that in the foreseeable future. And that's me saying that with like FF seven rebirth in a month. Yeah. I I just, Baldur's gate is special mm-hmm. if you can look past the turn-based part of it yeah and the, the the slow gameplay as things the story is so worth playing yourself yeah and i would say that there's no wrong play of uh, uh no wrong way of playing this game but captain Absolutely logan not. over at the uh xcp has proven me wrong because he has gotten to a certain part with only three companions like, I think he's in what? act two with three companions. He's like, how did you meet this person? I never met this person. I'm like, did you explore? He's like, yeah, every inch. I'm like, there's no way. I swear to God. And when, when he was telling me, I was like, wow, maybe there is a wrong way. <laughs> uh, like, uh, going back to the other category yeah. of, and you yourself said it, that you are going to platinum this game. I definitely want to platinum this game. It's just, it's going to take me a bit. Yeah long bit yeah. because when i the thing i didn't do was i didn't do an evil run mm. and you kind of need to for the platinum yep. 
and I'm so scared of ruining my perfect story in my head. Yep. By doing a full playthrough of me being evil. Oh no, I even like I have the evil run carved out in my head. Fair. And like um Minithra is gonna be Bay. Like I already charted that yep. course, you know? Sure. All right, Kyle. Let's talk about best animation from capturing bombastic flips, kicks to the slightest facial twitch. Uh question. Yes. Did the uh, were the audience with us on RPG? Oh, sorry. Yeah, RPG. I was, we got lost in the sauce. Fifty four percent of the vote, Baldur's Gate three. So yeah, they were with us and with us hundred percent. All right, Kyle. The nominees for best animation. Would you care to read them, sir? The nominees are Alan Wake two, Remedy Entertainment, Spider Man two, Insomniac Games, Baldur's Gate three, Larian Studios. Final Fantasy 16, Square Enix, Mortal Kombat 1, NetherRealm Studios, and Street Fighter 6, Capcom. Uh, this one I thought was pretty easy, and I'm 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 interested to see what you pick, because I, I I think it's Spider Man 100. You got the flips, you got the thwips, you got like how Miles is in the air versus how Peter is in the air, right? Like you're seeing the gl- the glider the wind brush against it, the facial features of, of, of MJ, the ooey gooey of venom, you know, uh, so much of it. I, I think to me, this is a no brainer. It's, it's Spider-Man. You're not wrong. I know I'm not. It's because I'm always right. But there is something so special that Remedy did with Alan Wake. Mm. How I didn't, I didn't, realize this until i was watching i broke my rule and i was watching the kind of funny game of the year talk okay and thinking back on it of like how every npc is fully animated and they're different enough from each other yeah and they each have like an actual mocap actor yeah mocapping an npc yeah and they have unique movements and animations and facial tics and and movements and living their own lives um whereas like in spider-man just from the sheer size like size of it like there are people on the streets that are being wacky yeah um same thing with Baldur's Gate. everyone has their own voice and animated on their own way shape or form and i mean it also comes down like to the budget of these games are so different yeah, that, yeah absolutely absolutely yeah but you are but you are right yeah flying through the air in spidey is phenomenal top tier the way you're swinging through as miles and peter yeah it's crazy yeah i think we're gonna lean towards spider all right and listen the audience agrees with 25 percent of the vote coming into a close second place with 19 percent is alan wake 2 hey nice yeah yeah so nice all right this one's gonna be difficult and i i this next one's gonna be hard now we're getting into the this is good this is difficult territory see this is funny you say that i have a clear winner right off the bat Best. It's not who I think you're thinking. <laughs> best side quest slash minutes. I'm sorry, uh, mission moments off the beaten path that hit emotionally as much as its main story. Take it away, sir. 
The nominees are Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Games, mm. Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, mm. Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, CD Projekt Red, Sea of Stars, Sabotage Studio, Sabotage. Diablo 4, Blizzard Entertainment, and Octopath Traveler 2, Square Enix slash Acquire. Ooh, we... Kyle Stevenson, I, I, I took my first stab at it. Um, uh-huh. well, you know, last last category. So go for it. What's the best side mission in a video game this year? The reason why I'm not picking Baldur's Gate okay. is because everything to me feels like it is a main mission. Fair. <laughs> I I every everything in that game yeah. to me was imperative to the story that I was telling. Okay. Fair. Fair. This is a no-brainer. No-brainer. The Howard mission in Spider-Man 2 is an all-timer. The the grandfather mission in Spider-Man 2, all-timer. The stories in the combat missions with that certain character. Dude, you just said the Howard mission. I I got emotional. (laughs) The fact that in a Spider-Man game, something that we didn't get enough of in 2018s, we got Spider-Man just being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah. And helping out his communities. Miles helping out his school. Doing the 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 music museum missions. I'm forgetting the name of yeah. the actual museum. But that whole thing and that turning into like actually learning real life musical history of real life people that are often overlooked. Mm-hmm. The fact that that is in a video game is like it sets the bar way too high. Yeah. For I think side quests, uh, Spider Man Two is the easy winner in my eyes. Yeah, there's one side quest in particular where, you know, we were talking about it on our Spider Man spoiler cast with the community, Patreon.com/slash/PSRoofyRoom. Uh, I thought my headsets weren't working, and then I was like, "Oh, yes, shoot! Oh. I see, I see what you did there. Brilliant, yeah, B- brilliant. Um, and yeah, how." Fuck, dude, I don't want to cry. Uh, 36% <laughs> agree with us, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man 2 wins it. Short, uh, A close second was Baldur's Gate, and third was a Phantom Liberty. So congratulations yet again, Insomniac God, Games. The fact that they took a character that was both in 2018 and Miles. I know. And then gave it to us a third time. Like, oh, great. What? I'm just going to go I catch know. pigeons again. And then halfway through that, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> when you realize what's happening. Oh, well, Insomniac, you're too good. You're too good. Yeah. We will <laughs> never complain again, please. Nope, absolutely not. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Best open world map in a video game. Nothing's better than a giant open world stage or level to get lost in. Take it away. What are the nominees, sir? The nominees are Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Games. Diablo 4, Blizzard Entertainment, Assassin's Creed Mirage from Ubisoft, Hogwarts Legacy, Portkey Games, Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios, Dredge from Black Salt Games. Uh, for me, this is simple. To me, it is Spider-Man 2. Um, as a, you know, tri-state native there's just something I love about New York. Every time I look at that skyline and go, holy shit, we made that. Um, 
I get that same feeling in Spider-Man when I'm running up like, you know, the Empire State, just looking at, you know, the city, my responsibility as a Spider-Man and being able to traverse it. I love the gliding in Spider-Man. I know some people thought it took the swing out. No, dude, I loved gliding and thwipping through. Perfect combo. Yeah, I I absolutely um love and it's one it's like the comfort food too it's like the one i could always get back to and just whip around and just i don't know hear the city be electric is fair yeah special spider-man um i hold um some ill will towards the Saturday Night games from the open world in spider-man 2 what's that how dare you tell me we're going to queens and not include city field Ooh, how okay. dare you and the baseball stadium we get in spider-man 2 Fair. is the tiniest little thing on Fair. the side of coney island get out of here right, that, that is fair. i'm a little i'm a little salty with that hopefully in whatever next entry yeah. in spider-man whenever we get it we'll actually have like an actual because i think that'd be so cool to have a oh yeah piece in it's, a baseball stadium in new york even if it's like the baseball field because you can't afford the yeah. name city like, one million yeah. percent just the levels of it all i think would look really really cool absolutely uh my vote here is Baldur's Gate. oh every nook and cranny you experience you, you can find a, a weapon mm-hmm. you can find a new character true a new quest to go on true. uh there are so many things that again once i beat it i look at all these like moments that people love and talk about like i i didn't even run into the owl bear <laughs> did not i didn't even run into it right i i remember finding all these little uh holes that i couldn't get through because i didn't have the ability to shrink down and the fact that like i i don't know i don't know what's in there well i, I don't know I, where th- that leads yeah i thought that's for god like not god for if you're like a gnome no, that like you can turn into a tiny animal and go through there. Oh. So like the fact that there's all these levels and I'm sure they lead to like things that I experienced, sure. but just the fact yeah. that it's there to discover in the and a giant open world where you literally can go wherever you want. Yeah. And do whatever you want in whatever order. Mm. Uh well maybe you shouldn't do that <laughs> but you can and there's the game is just like no you can't go here right you gotta wait yeah um i think Baldur's gate is the best open world this year fair fair well listen i'm gonna walk away with the audience on this one spider-man 2 insomniac games best open world game fair take that i ain't mad and kyle as we say it we have one two three four five six uh seven more categories we're we're in it we're we're at the end we're at the final stretch oh boy we're getting to my least looking forward to one because it's going to be a battle i don't think this one's going to be a battle though kyle this one no i don't think so i can either think we could three two one it right now you know i just yeah well let me do context. the nominees first just yeah. so everyone knows but best photo mode the nominees are sir the nominees are oh that was bad hold on <clears throat> the nominees are spider-man 2 insomniac games final fantasy 16 square enix horizon forbidden west burning shores guerrilla games cyberpunk 2077 phantom liberty cd project red resident evil 4 remake capcom and Star Wars Jedi Survivor Respawn Entertainment. Mm. 
three, two, one. Spider-Man 2. Spider -Man. <laughs> yeah, Easy. man. Anytime in Sonic does a photo mode, I think it's going to win. Hands yeah. Down. And I, it, I don't think any one of these actually came close, if I could be bold enough to say. You know? Yeah, and like, like still kind of tried saying, Final Fantasy 16's photo mode is so hidden that it's hard to get to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's gorgeous. I love taking pics in that game, but yeah, Spidey. Spider Man. Best to ever do it. All right, Kyle. This one, um, this next one, we're in the final five. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Best remake slash remastered. Whether they're faithful retelling or built from the ground up, these are the best experiences of treating an IP with love and respect. Love and respect. Shout out to Easy Allies. That's right. The nominees are Resident Evil 4 Remake, Capcom. Dead Space Remake, Motive Studio. Star Ocean Second Story R, Square Enix. And Like a Dragon Ishin from Ryuga Gotoku Studio. All right, so I kind of spoiled it. <laughs> a few categories back. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake is the best remake of the best game ever made. They knew exactly what to edit. They exactly knew what to add in. They knew exactly how to modernize Leon without, you know, doing the, the, the modern treatment of, of Leon. Um, and they, they made one of my favorite games of all time. It's a shame that Resident Evil four, um, is not in the game of the year conversation for me because it is a remake. There's so many great games. You want to highlight those games, right? Original games. Um, but because Resident Evil four is probably my number two or three favorite game this year. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely incredible and it does, it, it, it scares me at the same time. It empowers me. It's, it's awesome, dude. Yeah. It's wild to, to see just how far we've come right. a few years ago Yeah, where I was like, Resident Evil 2 remake shouldn't be allowed because it's a remake of an old game. And I've totally switched on that stance and you somewhat are, are like, again, the opposite yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm with you. I think I'm voting RE4. Yeah. Um, my issue with Dead Space, from just hearing from you, I've not experiencing the original, it's too much like the original. Yeah, just modernized, which is not bad. But I think the thing I love from RE4 for when I played, uh, when we played it on the show a few years ago, the original, mm. uh, they added things that are different yeah. to the remake. Yeah. Adding the 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 block with the knife, I think, is great. Yeah. The, that one thing in the village where the tower falls and it messes up. What is this? Where are they going? Is this a bingo night? <laughs> like it messes up like your memory of where to go to next. Yeah. Them taking things out of the old one because it'd be way too goofy for Resident Evil standards in yeah. modern day setting, I think is uh, is really, really cool. Yeah. The I would have, and this is where I'm mad at Baldur's Gate. It took away from my Star Ocean time over vacation. Fair, fair. <laughs> I've been waiting to play this for so long. I, I only go off on the demo, and from the demo that I did play, is everything that I want from Star Ocean uh, uh, to remake. Mm -hmm. um, but RE4 takes it hands down. Fair, fair. Um, 
Yeah, 63.4% of the vote goes with RE4. Fair enough. And I like what, um, I like what, what is it, uh, two pad stack seven writes. I like RE2 way better than four, uh, but RE2 was one of my f- uh, first PS1 games. So it's nostalgic. And honestly, I, I, I go back to Capcom being such a great publisher and developer. Because uh, both of these, I remember when we were talking about RE2 remake, it's like, this is the best remake ever made. It seems like they just keep one upping themselves. So, yeah. Respect, Capcom. Respect. All right, Kyle. This is where it comes Here into. Here we go. This is actually right next to the best fighting game. Holy crap. Can, we have a virtual I, tie. Yeah. Can I make a suggestion? Sure. I would love to skip ahead two categories and do that one and the following before That's, we do performances. You know what? Fair enough. Yeah, because got, we got to figure something Cause, out. Because I time. feel like the performances, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good discussion. Okay. Not right. that these others two aren't, but pacing no, you're was, right. No, it leads up. You're right. You're right. Uh, best non-PlayStation game. Hey, listen, there's other games out there that aren't on PlayStation. And those, you know, those are the best games outside of our ecosystem. You know? The nominees are Dave the Diver, Mint Rocket, Hi-Fi Rush, Tango Gameworks, Pikmin 4, Nintendo, Starfield, Bethesda Softworks, and The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Tears of the Kingdom from Nintendo. And shout out to Hi-Fi Rush, which will be on this list next year for best debut game. I don't know. <laughs> Shots fired. Let's have a laugh. Let's have a laugh instead of a yell, you know? Kyle, uh, you know what? Let's just let the audience decide on this one. Yeah, well, like, I want you to give your flower, uh, the game the flowers that you had a great time with. Oh, I yeah. think you should talk about Starfield because you generally love what that game dude is. starfield is i think at the end of the day it's like my it's on the top five uh i loved starfield and i get it like some of the mechanics are still a bit dated and whatever have you once i got rid of the the fact that like this wasn't the the exploration because of you know exploration you're ex- you're exploring because of the narrative you know uh it, it is it is the Mandalorian game I always wanted. And once I started role-playing as the Mandalorian and I'm a bounty hunter and I do what the hell I want, and sometimes I do a little good, but most of the time I'm doing a little bit of bad, um, the game just opened up. So I have to give it to Starfield. Though I cannot argue what the audience has said with a commanding 66.5. Okay. Uh, because I'm, listen... It is six sixty six point six, but I was raised Catholic and man, oh, you know, sure. I I, I saw exorcism of 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 Emily Rose for Emily the first Rose? time, well, and I woke up at three a.m. the next day, Kyle. Fun fact. So I'm not I'm not I'm not f- with that. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah. I first saw the last exorcism of Emily Rose mm-hmm. freshman year of college, in the same room as somebody whose name was Emily Rose. <laughs> Dude, get out of that room, dude. Get out. It made that whole experience Oof. way creepier. Oof. Yeah, no, I'd be standing. A, I'd, yeah. Uh, Legend is out of Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I want to shout out for that having one of the most powerful cinematics that literally almost made me cry. 
uh, I Zelda's my childhood. Oh my goodness! So, shout out Nintendo. Yeah, the game's incredible. I had my, my favorite Matthew Mercer do as as Gen in there. Oh, he did. He did good. It but was great. Uh, shout All out right. to the voice actress of, of Zelda. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Uh, if you know, you know. I can't. <laughs> Honestly, uh, my heart hurts. <laughs> the most anticipated game of 2024. Uh, which, honestly, can, real talk. Yeah. Can we kind of throw this one out? Because this was made before everything got pushed. <laughs> no, no, no. Let, let, let's right. keep going. You're right. You know what? It's a moment in time. Uh, the nominees are yeah. Death Stranding 2, Kojima Productions. Grand Theft Auto 6, Rockstar Games. Nope. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Square Enix. I mean. Hollow Knight Silk Song, Team Cherry. <laughs> Star Wars Outlaws, Massive yes. Entertainment. And Marvel's Wolverine <laughs> from Insomniac Games. Remember, this was made in late November. Or yeah. sorry, early November, actually, because we were, yep. we were mm-hmm. uh, trying extra to. Extra life. Yeah, extra life. Um, so I feel like by default it should go to Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah, it, it's one thousand percent FS Seven Rebirth. It was because I'm pretty sure everything else is still <laughs> up in the air. <laughs> yeah. Also, I can I shout out to Hollow Knight Silk Song, which I you know I don't want to share the numbers out publicly usually, but this is how little faith people think this game's coming out this year. Four people voted for Hollow Knight. Holy crap! Only four. Only four. <laughs> only four. So Whoa. Sh- listen, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I feel you, fellas. I'm I'm hyped. Let's get let's go. You know. All right, now let's get into the final three. All right, let's let's go. And I am hoping to God that we could come to a consensus here because this is also a logistical tie. And I don't should know- I have a coin at the ready. Yeah, get a coin at the ready, because honestly, God, this okay. one's crazy. It always comes down to best female performance, um, yep. being the closest one. So take it away. What are the nominees for best female performance? The nominees are Melanie LeBird from, or hold on, let me restart. Melanie LeBird, Saga Anderson, Alan Wake 2. Laura Bailey, Mary Jane Watson, Spider-Man 2. Susanna Fielding, Jill Warwick, Final Fantasy 16, Amelia Tyler, Baldur's Gate 3 narrator from Baldur's Gate 3, Kylie Leah Page, Seika, Horizon Burning Shores, Guerrilla Games, and Jennifer English, Shadowheart, Baldur's Gate 3. Kyle Stevenson. Can, can, I, can I say something before we start debating? I don't know if it's going to be a debate, but yeah. I wish yeah. again that I played Baldur's Gate before <laughs> we did nominations. Why? Who who do you think would be up here? Carlac, I feel, should be on life. this list. Yeah. Again, maybe it's just because of the way my story ended. Um I wanna I wanna when it, when you are speaking, I'm going to look up the voice actress's name because sure. I do want to give them. Yeah, I remember um, us some talking love. about this and going like, we don't want to just. We it, don't want to overrun be... it with Baldur's Gate. Exactly. People. So it's like tops two. Where are we going? It very easily will, but I think Carlax performance is one of the best of the year, hands down. Yeah. 
Oh boy, this this sucks. I hate this category so much every year just because it's such a hard choice. I know. Oh, I love I love her. I love her in everything she does. Uh-huh. I don't think it's Laura Bailey. Okay, all right. I love MJ in Spider Man Two. Right. I adore MJ's arc. I know when we had our community discussion, that was maybe not everyone's favorite character arc in the game. Sure. I personally loved it in the way that Laura handled MJ's imposter syndrome of what she's dealing with in Spider-Man 2. God, don't we um, all, don't we all like, God. like we resonate with that? We see ourselves. In, yeah. uh, exactly. It was so good. Um, I also love Susanna's portrayal as Jill. I think Jill is a very strong character. Yeah. It does take a while for Jill to kind of break break out mm-hmm. and, and be that character that I absolutely loved. Um but that that like Susanna killed it. Yeah. Oh boy. Seika's awesome. Yeah. Seika might be my favorite Horizon character. And okay. that's even including Aloy in the conversation. Oh wow! Okay. Like I, I, I think in some parts in Burning Shores, Seika, just whole Seika's whole vibe, right? Yeah. Like, and, and the way that Kylie portrayed her, um, is is really really special. And another person that got way too much hate for no reason. Um, Seika's awesome, yeah. and so is Kylie. Yeah. I beg the internet not to be homophobic weirdos. You know? I just just one just once fucking time. <laughs> just please. I'm dropping an F bomb because it deserves it. Just just please be normal. All right. For the love of God, it's 2024. <laughs> Come on. Get your shit together or go away. When you said 2024, that hit me. <laughs> it's 2024, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's 2024. Oof. Um I love Shadowheart. I love Jennifer's portrayal of Shadowheart. Yep. Uh, Shadowheart is great. Her character arc is awesome. God, and the God's incredible. When you unravel her story, the way the more warmth that comes to Jennifer's portrayal as Shadowheart, when you she interacts with not only you, but like when you're running through the city and your other companions are talking to each other, just her little banter as Shadowheart warms up. I think Jennifer nails it. Yeah. Um, to me, this comes down to Amelia and Melanie. Oh, wow. It comes down to Saga and the Baldur's Gate 3 narrator and Amelia. <sighs> I love Saga. Yeah. I love Saga. One of my favorite characters in a game. I think I love her more than Alan in Alan Wake 2, yeah. if I'm totally honest. Yeah. Um, but to me... Baldur's Gate 3, I think, would it work if Amelia is not in the game? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I, uh, the way that Amelia delivers certain lines yeah. is like how I speak to myself when I'm doing normal activities. Yeah. The The whole plot, the whole story, the whole... Everything runs through Amelia's role as the narrator. Yeah. Like, it the introspection mm-hmm. of like your main character, the thoughts and everything. If that wasn't in the game, oh, I don't cool. think Baldur's Gate three works. I'm telling you, yeah, damn. I don't think it works. And, and the way she chooses to emphasize certain things yeah. and like sometimes breaks the fourth wall. Like, 
And also, she had to read this script 18 times. Yeah, and I'm sure that script is thousands of pages long. Yeah, and and just to note, Asterion, one character, has nine hours worth of dialogue. Yeah, and he's one character. he's one character. He's not describing shit. (laughs) It is all Amelia. Yeah, right. And, like, even without your companion characters as part of a conversation, Amelia had to make sure every animal you talk to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's some sort of dialogue there. Shit. For every fail, for every success, yep. for every, like, if you pass a perception check, she's got to tell you what you see and what is important and do so in a way where you are still intrigued to go find it. Like, if if there was no narrator voice yeah. and it was just text on a screen, I don't think I would love it as much as I did. You convinced me three times <laughs> to change who I was going to choose. <laughs> I just, I think she deserves way more credit. Yeah, for what Baldur's Gate three is. Yeah, Amelia Tyler, uh, 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 she, she takes it. This was a tie between Amelia uh, and uh, Laura Bailey, by the way. And then, uh, yeah, awesome, congratulations no, again. No shade to Laura. I love Laura. Yep. I love MJ, but no, and out I, of everyone else, you said it was a debate. Your monologue, Kyle. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't even leave no. any room for you. No, no, no. It was I'm brilliant. So sorry. I was, I was so captured by it. So don't even. I didn't want to interrupt it. Um, incredible, incredible analysis, Kyle. Because you're right. In the beginning, you had me switch. I was gonna do Saga. <laughs> that was gonna be my pick. And I'm like Jennifer English. Like that arc is incredible. And you're right. Nothing works without Amelia. So. Shout, shout out to um Samantha Bert Bart Bart uh the voice of Carlac. Oh. Okay. Um yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Carlac, my wife. All right, Kyle, it's time. The second to last God, category. That took everything out of me, so I'm going to need you to <laughs> lean on this one. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Don't worry, baby bird. Oh, Best boy. performance. All right. Best male performance. Uh, our nominees. I've got the nominees, too. Uh, don't oh, worry. No, no. Okay, let me do the nominees. All right. You're right. Me, I'm on I'll a roll with the nominees. This. Go for it. The nominees are Yuri Lowenthal, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Naji Jeter, Miles Morales, Spider-Man. Ben Starr, Clive Rosefield, Final Fantasy 16. Matthew Peretta, Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2. Noshir Dalal, Bode Akuna, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. And Neil Newbon, Astarian, Baldur's Gate 3. All right. Here I go. Again on my own. I ha- I have a clear pick here. This is not as hard as the last one. Oh really? I it goes between two for me. Uh-huh. It goes between Yuri and Ben. Uh Yuri is awesome in the sense of like when I think of Spider-Man, I am actually thinking of Yuri. So like I knew he was going to step into the role uh, brilliantly. But like there's this there's the way when he gets the black suit and there's no spoilers afterwards. It's in it's in the marketing. Please don't yell at me, okay? And you go, why, Joe? It's in the marketing, clearly. I'm going to get one weirdo out there going, how dare you? Um, where his whole demeanor changes, and it's like he's a separate character. Um, I really dug that. And then I go to Ben Starr, who is, when, when I think of, you know, 
Final Fantasy characters, they're all a little bit over the top exaggeratory. And you get the one main protagonist that's like uber serious, that's like too stoic. They're uh, too emo for their own good. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like in the in the back of their mind, it's like, it's not, we'll be the night. It's like, that is just playing constantly. That and like, I don't know, AFI is just playing on repeat. A little bit of Sum 41 in there. Um, uh, the used as well. Yeah. The used is, oh my is God. definitely part of that playlist. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds and overdramatics. Anyway, uh, but Ben plays such a captivating main lead here where there's more to it and you see him over time that shell breaking um he's a really compelling main protagonist so that's where i'm going here i'm and again like we've had ben on the show so i don't want to like you know say ben for just saying ben i i think his i think what he's done is truly special and shout out to also Asterian who Neil Newborn uh he's legit because I fucking hate Asterian. Everybody Same. else loves him and I'm like, you're <laughs> a dick and you play and listen when you play a dick well, shout yeah. out. So yeah I can totally see really why he won at the game awards yeah. and even though I rarely used him in my party just yeah. because I had no need for a melee character. Yeah. Um, but every single time he interacted, I think he stole the scene. Yeah. Like his, I, I also view a lot of Baldur's Gate as like Mass Effect 2 loyalty missions. Yes. Like right. when you're doing yeah. specific characters' missions, his and his performance is incredible. And I also just learned today that he plays Heisenberg in Resident Evil Village. Oh, really? And he did the mocap for Nemesis in Resident Evil 3. Holy shit. That's cool, right? That's like, cool as hell. That's awesome. Right. Um, Here I am. I'm like, I really hope like we see more of them. It's like, oh, we've actually seen oh, yeah, a lot no, of them. Yeah, we, we've got Neil Holy for shit. a while now. But so, more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, man. I think Bode, Bode it's Bode, right? I said yep. Bode. Uh, Bode, I think, sold the show, I think, in Survivor, uh, along with Marin. Um, but I love Noshir's performance in any of the games. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Yuri and Naji. Great takes in Spider-Man. They are that character like you. Yeah. Uh, I think Yuri's definitely turn as well uh, in this game. Mm-hmm. Incredible. I can't wait to replay that game and experience that again. Yeah. But I, I, I'm with you with Ben. Ben's kind of break of the mold of what a Final Fantasy protagonist has given us where it's less whiny and more like I can completely understand why he is so driven hard on himself and driven and the things that he goes through, the things that Clive goes through in this game, you can 1 million percent feel that emotion from Ben's voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I think that when we get, the title drop moment in final fantasy 16, like that, the story beat that happens right before that just Ben's devastating performance. Like I was with him when we all accepted the truth in final fantasy 16, I I felt that that because of Ben. Like I, I think his performance as Clive is by far beyond special. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm easily giving this to Ben. Yeah, I, there's one scene in particular, like 
because it's it's like his character it's like he thinks he doesn't deserve happiness and there's like this one yes excuse me sorry but in the best way it's not like oh boy my life kind is a stinker guy it's like there it's and again when we talk about the like acting in games it's also shout out to the animators yeah um and i think like without them it's nothing um exactly so there's one scene where I can't say it, but there's one scene where it, I was just like, and this is the moment. Like, mm-hmm. this is the scene that is, I hope, is is on his reel. Because it is yeah. so powerful. And it's about what's not said. And yep. it's 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 about how the 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 few lines that are there are are said and, and, and how much weight they carry. So it's yeah. And that said, the overwhelming majority said. Ben Starr as well. So congratulations, Ben. Congratulations. Congrats, Ben. Well go. deserved. Yeah. All right, Kyle. It's time for our game of the year. Here we and go. And Kyle, I am legitimately... <laughs> I accidentally scrolled up as we were talking, and if you guys see the moment my eyes lit up, I am stunned at what... Audience. Really? Whoa. Okay. Okay. I'm I excited. Did, I did not think this was going to... This. Take it away. <laughs> the Platties wow. Game of the Year. The game that defined 2023. The nominees are Alan Wake 2, Remedy Entertainment. Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios. Final Fantasy 16, Square Enix. Liza P, Neowiz Games and Round 8 Studio, Sea of Stars, Sabotage Studio, and Spider-Man 2, Insomniac Games. Kyle Stevenson. Uh! <laughs> <laughs> also, I have four of these Platinums. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I will have what? By the time this I, episode airs, yeah. I'll have three the, of them. The first time we've done one of these... Yeah. Where I've legitimately beat every game that we have nominated. That's awesome. I'm I'm very proud of that. Yeah. Did not realize that. That's really cool. Really cool. Look at you. Look at you. <sighs> All right, Kyle. All right. I I know I said earlier. Yeah. That I was like coming up with it on the fly. But during our discussions, I think I have definitively picked. I think you did and too, this... and I know when it awakened. I I th- I think <sighs> this hurts, like in a good way, hurt because right. I all these are top tier, and and I want to say this before I think yeah. you said this on the show before, I'm gonna steal it and say that I said it here. <laughs> in 2023, we have gotten one of the best retro RPGs ever in Sea of Stars. Yeah. We've gotten one of the best superhero games ever made in Spider-Man 2. Speak on it. We've gotten one the best Souls game that isn't a From Software game in Lies of P. Hot dang, you best believe. <laughs> one of, if not the best Final Fantasy game. Oh, wow. You're, you're ranking it that high, Kyle. I love 16. All right. With all its faults, I love 16. One of the best survival horror games ever. And one of the just best RPGs ever made. Like, mm-hmm. it is insane the quality that all these games have um and we got to experience this year if you were going to ask me 
back in Extra Life, right? Like when we made this list in Extra Life, I had a clear winner. Alan Wake 2, every day of the week. Mm-hmm. The way that game just took over my entire body, mind, and soul. Yeah. Got off work, immediately played Alan Wake. Like, that's it, all I did. Baldur's Gate is a once in a lifetime <laughs> game and I can't I can't be I can't just not pick it. Yeah. It is clear to me that this is going to be in my top 5 forever. Mm, when it's top- like what are your what are your top 5 games ever made? Ah, okay. That's how special I, my story in Baldur's Gate 3 ended and wow. what it gave to me. The whole 110 hours, whatever it was, are beyond everything that ever, all these other games gave to me. Yeah. And I thoroughly love every single one. It is 1A to 1 whatever the sixth letter of the alphabet is. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, it's, it's easily – what Larian did is unheard of, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they made Jujo, somebody who hates – used to hate RPGs. And you're over here being like, yeah, no, I want to play D&D on the show. Like, I want to play d and I want to play more RPGs. You have all these other old school RPGs downloaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baldur's Gate is something special. So that is my vote. So I lied to you, feels Kyle. good to It feels good to <laughs> let it out. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I lied to you. I, I do want to okay. say that. I think I fibbed. And I don't think I knew that I lied in the moment. Oh, okay. Because I think if you asked me, um, if you asked me three weeks ago, I would mm-hmm. have said Alan Wake too. Yeah. Uh, and then I would have changed dramatically. And it's not because, again, I've to let everybody know, I wanted to make sure that I I rolled credits on these games, right? So it's yeah. not because I, I I rushed Alan Wake and. I had to set it to easy. First, I want yeah, no, I no, want to no. give great props to Alan Wake for scaring the shit out of me because yeah. as I was rushing to beat it uh, tonight, I set it to easy and it still scared me senselessly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And oh, oh you, you, I, I heard a little spark. Yeah, you got it. Um. And so I want to give big props to Alan Wake. Um. You know, it's. It's something truly special in a linear narrative experience. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think my favorite horror game this year is RE4. It's not on this list, but I want to give great props because I think if it wasn't for Baldur's Gate, it'd probably be my number two game this year. Maybe even number one. Um, It's just such a damn great gameplay first kind of game that I appreciate it. I want to shout out Spider-Man 2. Um, this is where I will get emotional. You know, Marty, my, my dog of 13 and a half years, uh, I love him so much. Um, and I want to, of course, thank everybody for sending you well wishes, all the gifts. Um, you know, that dog was one of the loves of my life. I love him so much. And Spider-Man was the, the, the first thing that I could think that wasn't lost to get excited for, to have a different emotion for, and to have it just be so damn good and distracting and fun and entertaining and 
I just owe Insomniac so much for getting me out of the funk and having me be a hopeful optimist. Um, game's incredible. It truly is. My game of the year, though, is 100% Baldur's Gate 3. Um, you know, when when we talk about my favorite RPG of all time, like we talked about it earlier, it's Baldur's Gate. I can't wax poetic enough about it. Um, there, you know, when we talk about that Mass Effect, you know, relationships matter, and Baldur's Gate does that, again, a hundredfold, and makes a narrative that you, you feel like you're actually creating it. The, you know, the sense of, um, you know, player uh, urgency is, is is forefront, or agency, rather, is forefront. Um, I have tremendous, I feel like I am impacting every single relationship, every single, um, you know, minor detail in that world. I truly feel like I'm lost in it. Each performance, even down to the merchant, is, again, some of the best dialogue that I've had in a video just straight up ever. I adore this game. And while I say I adore it and it's my game of the year, I also know, listen, this is a game where it's very much D&D. It really is. It's a roll the dice, roll for initiative, roll for attack. It's a lot of dice rolls. But there's a lot of a magic, a magic in imagination that captures D&D that also translates here so damn well. It might not have the big action set pieces, but what it does have, it captures just the magic that is sitting, uh, you know, in a table with your friends and rolling the dice and creating a story for yourself to get lost into. Baldur's Gate 3 is my game of the year as well. And Kyle, with 34% of the vote, it is also the audience's game hey. of the year. A awesome. unanimous decision. Second place goes to Spider-Man 2 with 30% of the vote, followed by Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Um, again, I, I truly Ooh. feel like there's no wrong answer here. None. Um, Which, like, there's I, no, there, there never is a wrong answer. No, I... But uh, yeah, especially I know, this but... year, you know? I feel like as a PlayStation podcast yeah. and the so-called PlayStation podcasters I saw on social media get mad that this won the Game Awards over Spider-Man 2, yeah. I think need to take some blinders off and yeah. not be like I I take the I take it very similar to where I know Zelda is not my thing. Mm-hmm. I can appreciate what Zelda is. Yep. And I feel like this is a different version of that for a lot of people. They need to uh, like take the blinders off. Don't look at it as like a slow combat kind of thing. And really the full package is like yeah. nothing we've gotten. It, it, at least, <laughs> at least in our lives. I'm sure right. there are other RPGs that do the same thing, Yeah, but nothing has like captured my entire th- 13 days off of work. That's all I did was play Baldur's Gate. Yeah. It's 
incredible. And listen, as I say that to pad a uh, stack seven again, writes in the chat, but avoiding BG three, because I turned, uh, sorry, I'm turned off by the combat. It looks like it's information overload, but you guys are really want, uh, making me want to give it a try. And that's the thing, like Boulder's gate. What I really love about it, it's like, we're not for everyone. Again, this is, we're, we're in D and D right. And so what I, I say to folks out there is like, the way I got into it, it takes some hours, <laughs> which again, wouldn't be for me. Usually it's like you got 30, 45 minutes tops engrossed me. And it was the narrative that pushed me in the beginning. And then just learning how, learning how to cheese it actually helped me. So for example, like when we talk about the combat in this game, I was having trouble with the first, one of the first mobs. And I discovered, because I went on a YouTube video, they're like, you know, you could barricade the door so they can't come through. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Um, yeah, let, let me do that. <laughs> and I barricaded the door and I'm like, oh, wow. I've never had to think about something combat so out of the box. Like there was another one where like, they're just like, you know, you could use your environment. So like there's a, a moment where you could push a boulder down a hill and kill a few guys. They're like, so just shoot the boulder, shoot the thing loose, and it's gonna knock the boulder. It's gonna kill everybody. And I'm like, hey, notice there's oh. an enemy underneath the chandelier. Shoot the shoot chandelier. Shoot the chandelier. Man. And it's like, oh. And once you start thinking outside that box, so like that. Another part of it was like, I was dealing with this town full of archers, and they're all dicks, and I didn't have a lot of range at the time. And they're like, well, the archers are in houses. So what if we just close some of the doors, <laughs> you know, like it, it was just down to just thinking outside the box, you know, using tutorials because I'm not a D and D person to yeah, help me as well. Don't feel shame. Like this is now just becoming like give Baldur's yeah, Gate a chance. Please. It's like, so good. <laughs> do, do not be ashamed to like, look up tutorials, yeah. look up, like what is the best build? Yeah. I would say like when you were creating a character, which you totally don't have to do either. You can play as one of the origin characters, yes. the Shadowheart, a Astarian, a Will, Carlac, whatever. And that bees that is your character through the whole playthrough. You can totally do that, which is fine. Yeah. Um I would say though, for those that are just like it's too much like spells and other kind of uh, you know, D and D intense things, yeah. pick a class where it's melee. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of like the great thing to go into where all you have to do were really is just whacking people. Yeah. Get a, a good sword and attack. just whack somebody. Yeah. And and then learn with your companions how to cast spells and what it's like to like worry about spell slots and all that stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, as your your player character, just go whack some things. Yeah. You know, like have it's, a great time. It's all about trial You're not going to hit every time. You're not. But, like, yeah. I kind of enjoy the miss every once in a while. Like, yeah. the suspense is, like, really, really fun. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So, to me, and at the same exact time, I feel like Larian does a really great job of even onboarding you still. So, like, they'll even tell you, like, hey, fighters probably for the the more newer class. And then I was like, okay, I'm new at this. I'm going to choose fighter. And I love that class. And I don't feel like a noob. I actually feel super empowered. So like, you know, I feel like they do a really good job onboarding you with some of the information while also at the same exact time, letting you just explore 
and try some things out. Um, they won't tell you overtly, hey, shoot the chandelier down. But you know what? Maybe you go and go, why can't I attack the chandelier? And then uh, you shoot and go, oh, oh, it does that. Right? Like, it's, man, it's just, it's ingenious. It, this it's game like is the, too much. I love it so much. I think another great point about this game is a lot of games are i think zelda is, is very close with like tears of the kingdom and and, and breath of the wild mm-hmm. of where like just go whatever your imagination is thinking right now try it yeah just try it and see what happens like it's it is the best video game video game i think you can actually do where you're not you're not beholden to certain strict rules. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you want to use the environment to kill somebody? Cool. Awesome. Do you, <laughs> do you want to, like, actually play it like an actual fight? Totally fair. Do you just not want to even go there? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just go ahead. It's not in- integral. And so you, you hate that character, that NPC? Go ahead and kill them if you want. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. it's not. It's your story. Do whatever you want. Yeah. It's something else. And again, and I'm not great at these games, and I want to shout this game out because as much as you're right, Kyle, this game should not be for me on paper. It should be Spider-Man because it's action-packed. It should be Lies of P because I love a Soulsborne. But is it's also part of the Soulsborne element of like prepare to try, just try yeah. it out. Try like try try something new when you're when you're thinking about like combat, right? Or like when you're thinking about a dialogue option. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or, or like in a conversation, you you could literally convince people to kill themselves. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, you could be the anti-suicide oh. hotline. Like, it's... one of my favorite. I, I here again. It's hard to spoil this game. Yeah. There is an enemy in Act Two mm-hmm. that is purely made of gold. Uh, <laughs> I love you. This one. Yes. It is a super hard fight with like. They have like 600 something yep. HP yep. and they're incredibly hard to fight at that current level that you are at in the game. Yeah. If you're good enough and believe me, I definitely did save scum because I thought it was awesome. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how I wanted the story to go. Yeah. You can totally talk them into thinking that they are done being the hoarder of all the gold and then they just explode. Yep. And you talk yourself out of a really hard boss boss fight and get all the same xp that you would again for actually fighting it it's like the <laughs> it's like mass effect you could literally yeah. like main bad guy well maybe you tell him you know walk off a cliff and yeah. maybe they'll do it same area the other the bartender dude where he just is wanting stories yep. and he is so drunk he's he's drank so much alcohol that he's literally bursting at the seams because he's like a dead thing you know someone that brought was brought back by a necromancer yes and if you keep telling him stories and occupy him long enough he will literally drink himself to burst open yeah but you can also just go straight to attack him and be ready for a really hard boss fight yeah like again like there's no strict rules None. <laughs> like i i love it so 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 it really so is much. make your own adventure we have a we have a, a guiding path for you mm-hmm. right it, and and you will follow that path, but yeah. it's it's your outcomes that help shit make that path, you know, uh, the way you want to go about it. It's yeah. less less <sighs> example that so I want to use. Yeah, and what I meant by with I would have gladly added this to boss fight as something that I learned afterwards because it's my favorite fight in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
is the Raphael fight in hell of where it's a hard fight. He's got like 500. No, he's got 666 HP because yeah. it makes sense. Cause he's like a, a literal devil. Yeah. Um, and the fight's incredibly hard. And there are certain parts of the environment that you should probably take out mm-hmm. to make it easier. Uh, but the best part about that boss is when it starts, it becomes like a Broadway play where he's singing Mm. and that's Raphael singing like you're gonna die and yeah. like he's being all theatrical i'm doing if the you... i'm doing the plat right now yeah i'm at, i'm getting to him right now yeah, okay yeah, yeah. if you cast silence on him he stops singing in the song that's the level of detail that larian <laughs> put into this game that yeah. is why it's so hard for me to overlook and like, everything this you game just said flowers. and again it's every, optional it's optional <laughs> It's not even the main story, you guys. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't have to do that at all. It gives you like three or four different options to satisfy the same mission. And yeah. you do what you want to do with it, which I I love the freedom. Yeah, it, it really does. It, it's, it's man, this game is something special. And like coming out of Elden Ring, which is the greatest game ever made. It's like, and this game's going to sit pretty damn close. You know, I think when you said top five, I was like, oh, "Are we sure?" I think at the end of this night, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's sitting, it's sitting somewhere in that that S tier game for sure. Like when I get my physical copy, am I gonna re-download it and start immediately after I said I would take more time? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's still in the back of my mind. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah, and it goes to show too. Three of the top games this year. Three of the. You know, or two out of three of the the games that won the most right this year. Yeah. Which do you have a tally of it? I I, I meant to tally it up, but I just as got you say wrapped uh, up yeah. into no, <laughs> in talking about Baldur's. Um, as as Kyle tallies it up, two two of the games that were won the most tonight are independent studios. Um, and I want that to be put into perspective going forward as we talk about you know when we even when we're talking about indie games like the the it needs to start changing what is an indie game what isn't an indie game and have rational conversations about it not yell at folks about it but like you know there are studios out there that are putting out large and in charge games like boulders gate 3 that's solely independent you're having developers like alan you know alan wake 2's devs um a remedy going out there and partnering with publishers to make the games that they want to make um and i think that's what we're going to see the power of these studios hopefully going into the future i know we're 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 talking a lot about like how 2023 is the best year in games but the worst year in for developers and i want to put that also into perspective of though we've had so much fun making these games that i hope we realize that the people that are making them are not to say in peril at this very point in time but are facing a turning point of what this industry is going to look like and how it's going to treat those people and i'm i am i'm cautiously optimistic as we get into the later years of the 2020s to see more large independent not just developers but medium-sized publishers so that 
they could empower more developers, more teams to create more games, to create teams that respect its employees, respects the people that are making these games. Um, so I don't want that to be lost at all during this conversation as we celebrate the games and the people that make them, the people that are also affected as well. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. Um for our audience and everyone listening to this, I implore you in 2024, shout out the devs yep. in whatever way you want. Show them that you love them, that you appreciate what they do for us. Yep. Play in a game. Uh, it's, it's a hobby for a lot of us, and they sacrifice a lot. And the industry very recently often does not love them back. Um, so we should show them that love and just tell them just how much we appreciate them because they definitely need and deserve to hear it. Yeah. Um, we don't do that enough, yep. I feel like. Uh, I implore everybody and, and anybody listening, whether you're a new time listener, whether you're long time, you know my spiel, but I want to repeat it here. If you beat a game, sh share those credits out. Um. As you're rolling the credits, just hit share and then at that team and just say thank you. Um, if, you know, you saw the, you know, if you love the animation of Spider-Man, you see the team on there, you know, shout them out. Shout those individuals out. Shout out some kindness because we're often, we forget that there are people behind the screens. There are people behind the keyboards making the games that we love. And, you know, they rarely get the recognition that they deserve. We shouldn't just know who Corey Barlog is or Neil Druckmann or Shuhei or Shuhei Yoshida or, you know, uh, Kojima, right? Like, we should be knowing mm -hmm. more of these folks and we should be championing them and celebrating them because they are the ones that are making the games that we love each and every year. Yeah, And uh, just to add to that, before I get into the, the overall totals, there's some that won one award here and there. Yeah. Um, it's okay. If your game didn't win a certain category, mm -hmm. love what you love. That's right. Shatter from the rooftops. Yep. Your experience is your experience and yours alone. Yeah. Don't let anyone else ruin it for you. This is all just fun. It's fun to celebrate things. Yeah. So if your game didn't win game of the year here at the Platties, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, surprising numbers here, Joe. Okay. Can, can we do top uh, what top four? Uh, like of the year. Like yeah, like the who carried the most awards? Top like three or four? Oh, so that's the thing. There's three. Okay. And then there's a bunch that have one each. Yeah. Let's do then the top three. Uh, coming in the third most awards, which is surprising after how much we love the game, Alan Wake 2, three awards. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, they took best audio, best soundtrack, and best horror game. Ooh, spooky, scary. Coming in second mm -hmm. is our game of the year, Baldur's oh, Gate 3. Oh, really? With six awards. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, best indie... Best storytelling, best squad up game, That's right. um, best uh, female performance with Amelia, best yeah. RPG, uh, game of the year. Nice. And then an overwhelmingly, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, overwhelming winner mm -hmm. with nine award wins, 
Spider-Man 2. Ah. Well, they took a lot of awards. Real talk. There were some gimmies, like, you know, best dual sense and stuff, you know? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but that, awesome. the, those were the overwhelming majority. Ah. Sea of Stars won one. Liza P won. Visual Design. There you go. Phantom Liberty won. Power Wash Simulator one. Fuck yeah. yeah. The real game of the year. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Let's go wash a house. Yeah. Kyle, um... I want to say we are celebrating at, on this day of recording our sixth anniversary of the trophy room. Oh boy. We've been doing this for six years, Kyle. Our kids in six first grade years. That's right. Melanie, our child is in first grade. You believe that? I've put up with you for six years. You have put, I, I was about to say the same joke. You have put up with me for six years. Uh, Believe not that? to get not to get all teary eyed on the platties here. Yeah, um, I'm good. It's gonna happen anyway. Uh, I got teary. I love you, buddy. I love you too, bud. Um, to think of everything that I've done in the six years could have never happened if you didn't pick me as your co-host. I mean, and it all starts here. Yeah, and uh, man, I'm just so grateful for you and for everybody. Hey, hey, Kyle. Reset the cry counter, everybody. Hey, Kyle, that's why I say my presence is the f-ing gift, okay? I still want something material to hold, but anyways. <laughs> oh, I was looking for it, then that's why I'm singing you. <laughs> no, honestly, and like, likewise, man, this 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 show wouldn't be, you're, you're the soul of the show, you know? You really are. Um, and And I wouldn't be here without you. None of this happens without you um and none of this happens without y'all the audience Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in checking us out again and now i'll get teary-eyed uh i often you know forget anybody listens to this let alone a couple thousand it's nuts um and this year has been really tough you know this year i wanted the show to be bigger better more bombastic more guests and all that life happened you know, lost, losing Marty really, really hurt me. And um, y'all came in and helped me when I needed it the most. And that's why I'll always say uh, this community is the best on the Internet. It's crazy to see how many kind folks are just a part of this that want to help each other, hang out with each other. It's amazing. And I want to give uh, a shout out to Michael and... Um, and Marcus for, you know, doing things like by the players where a community run show once a month where we get to sit down with y'all and just talk about a game that, you know, we like next month is final fantasy seven remake. Just so y'all know. So, you know, maybe if you want to talk about final fantasy seven, you let Marcus or Drellish know, gosh, dang it. I'm doing the extra help homework right now with crisis core so you you want to know you want to know my angle i'm playing the original as we speak hell yeah <laughs> that's my <laughs> angle so you know we're to, to see how much fun we're, we're having with the community i want to make sure in 2024 that we're doing more for the community that hopefully we could do like more hangouts and stuff like that um because you know usually i get really awesome messages like y'all got me through a really tough time y'all got me through a really dark uh, time in my life or this that or something traumatic happened you all were there for us y'all were there for me this year um 
damn, I'm gonna cry. So thank you all so much uh, for for being for just being there for just listening. Um, and now that you know what, I'll, I'll do the pitch so I won't cry. <laughs> so if you like this show, you like what we do, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out. Uh, it really gets this show going. Um, you know, if you want to rate us five stars on Spotify as well, it really does help us out. It gets our names out there. It's the reason why we chart on iTunes is because people rate the show. So rating us five stars, sending your love, your kind of support. That's amazing. Um, you know, if you want to be even more generous, uh, patreon.com slash PS trophy room, even if it's just a buck to 10 bucks to a hundred dollars, who knows, whatever you're, you, you know, what you're willing to give amazing thank you all so very very darn much if you go well joe how can i help you you know money's tight i get it it's 2024 bread costs a million dollars um like share subscribe to us on youtube again rating us on apple podcast spotify that five stars helps just by you downloading the show each and every week helps spotlighting our posts on social media helps uh, so that's, you know, how you can help us grow in 2024. Uh, and again, thank you all so much. Everybody in the live chat, everybody listening in their car, in their cubicle. This doesn't happen without you. And uh, yeah, thank you all so much. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to spotlight before we get the heck on out of here? Uh, I can't not have uh, the platties end without me saying banger so there you go what a banger of a show <laughs> we almost went three hours you we almost went three bitch. hours and i had to make sure i threw that in there um you can follow me everywhere at mr k step um and uh, go follow six one indie um for the same reasons that joe said about here um we're putting on two indie game showcases this year as well as some other cool things that we can't talk about just yet, but they are. I'll say it. I'll major. say it. I'll break the NDA so you don't have don't, to. Don't. Hollow don't, Knight don't. Silk Song at one of the showcases. That's where your expectations should be. You know. I okay. So really quickly, I joked about this with Mike earlier. <laughs> how yeah. I kind of want to create a narrative that we turned down Silk Song <laughs> <laughs> just to say we did it. Yes. Yes. Uh but yeah, we're 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 highlighting uh, amazing indie games in two um showcases in uh the year that we are now in, 2024. Yeah. Uh so go follow everything at 61 Indie and some potential like really awesome major news as well. Um and we podcast about indie games every week, so go give that a check out too, check a look. Yeah. And uh I'll get teary-eyed uh, saying the same thing about the community i love you all so very much yeah. you mean the world to me um what you've done for not only myself and joe but to other people in the community makes me so proud of what we have um what we've done yeah so what yeah. we've built you know yeah that's amazing uh last but not leastly before we get on out of here of course you can follow me at mr Badbit. you can follow the show over at ps show if you're on twitter we'll have some more news about some updated uh social media sites that you can follow us on soon but nonetheless if you want to help us out one more time i almost forgot this i have a little survey it's only five questions uh and it's about what type of content you want to see on the podcast 
um, what type of like duration you'd like the show to run. Of course, special shows like this, we don't have time limits because God dang, game of the year. Come on, let's have fun. Take our tops off, you know? But like for the, you know, for the average shows. So like, I'm really looking about like, hey, what type of guests do you want? You know, do you want developers, more voice actors, more creators? Yes, I'll make them more PlayStation-centric so you guys stop yelling at me. You know, all that type of stuff. Um, so... Do you get yelled at for that? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, come on. But listen, th- that's why there's no short-form answers here. It's only multiple choice, so it literally takes less than 30 seconds. Um, and it really helps us, you know, direct us on where to go. So thank you all so much for making this one of my favorite episodes. This has been fantastic. Thank you all so much. With all that said. Great first platies. And more to come, you know? Yeah. Oh, more to come. With all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody, keep your wits about you, keep hunting, and keep playing PlayStation. Bye. I love you.